I'm having a goddamn blast on tour with this Big Mouth and a Small Town tour. So I've added some dates and wanted to let you know where I'm headed next. Uh, yeah, March 14th, I will be in Lakeside, Arizona. And then the 15th and 16th, I'm finally coming to Tucson. So if you're in Tucson, I'm coming to Laughs Comedy Cafe. Get your tickets. We're going to have a good time. My good friend Noah Koffer will be featuring at those shows. He'll also be with me the following weekend when I come to Grand Rapids, Michigan. Dr. Grins, I cannot wait to see you guys again. Those are always some of my favorite shows, and I'm sure this year will be no exception. And then I am headed up to my home state of Alaska for the Alaska Before You Die Fest. Anchorage, you better not fucking sit on these tickets. They're going fast. There's a few left. Uh, April 5th, I will be doing shows at the Gumbo House. It's downtown. I'm doing an early and a late show, one night only. It's an intimate venue, so tickets are limited. It's going to be out of control. If you've come to my show at Coots before, you know how fun they are. This venue is so much better for comedy. I can't even explain it. Just get fucking tickets. These shows are going to be wild. And then on the 6th, I'm headed down to Homer. Homer, Alaska. I am coming, performing there for the first time. Alice's Champagne Palace. And then on the 7th, I will be in Seward, Alaska. So Anchorage, Homer, Seward. We're having a goddamn good time. I'm going to come kill at all those shows because I'm a fucking Alaskan assassin. Am I sorry I said that? I don't know. Listen. Dayton, Kentucky, 12th of April. If you are in the Cincinnati-ish area, Dayton, Ohio, Dayton, Kentucky, this is your chance to see me at a really cool new venue called the Commonwealth Sanctuary. And then I am headed to Portland, May 3rd. I'm headlining the Rip City Comedy Festival. I will be at McMenamin's Mission Theater. You guys, this is a cool theater. We want it to be packed out because, of course I want it to be packed out, but also like, Let's have a goddamn good time in this nice, beautiful theater. So come to that. It's going to be a hell of a time. I can't wait to come back to Portland. And then Wisconsin. I'm headed back your way. But this time I'm coming to Janesville, May 17th and 18th. Green Bay on the 19th. And then what up, Florida? St. Pete, Tampa. I'm coming your way. Uh, Tampa, I will be there June 2nd. And St. Pete, um, they're ahead of that, uh, May 31st. Tampa, I'm at Side Splitters. And if you go to the links in all of my bios or go to their website to get tickets, for a limited time, you can use the code JMS and get $5 off tickets. And wherever you are, I'm trying to get people to buy tickets early instead of waiting to the last minute and making me panic so that if it is going to sell out, it sells out faster so that I know that, the club knows that, maybe we can add a second show. Just FYI, that helps every artist that you're a fan of. So if you can ever buy ASAP, go ahead and do that. Uh, So that's your incentive to buy early in Tampa. And uh, uh, I'll be adding more dates soon. If you did not hear your town, but you want me to come there, head over to my Instagram, instagram.com slash jmscomedy or just at jmscomedy if you're using the app like most of us. Uh, click the link in my bio, join my email list. That lets me know where you guys are so I know what areas want to come see me. Uh, so do that. I can't wait to get to more cities. I'm having so much fucking fun on the road. You guys have been amazing. People have been buying merch. These audiences have been out of control, good, just electric, laughing, having a blast. And I know all these upcoming shows are going to be no exception. So I will see you there jmscomedy.com slash shows to get your tickets. Tell your friends. Tell your enemies. We're going to have a fucking good time either way. So thanks for listening to this little promo. Enjoy this episode. Ta-ta, idiots.
What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. What kind of ignorant shit is that? At no point in your rambling, incoherent response were you even close to anything that could be considered a rational thought. You idiot, you fool! Hey, dummy! This is the Ignorance is Blessed podcast. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. Hey idiots, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed, a podcast that attempts to overcome ignorance, mostly by asking ignorant questions. With me, Jessica Michelle Singleton. I am your host, and I'm a comedian, and I'm an idiot. Uh, not, I mean, I don't know anything. That's the point, is that, do we really know anything? So I ask a lot of dumb questions on this podcast. If you're new to it, uh, please subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. That's really, really helpful. And you can follow the podcast on Twitter at Blessed Podcast. You can also follow me at JMS Comedy. Uh, that's on Twitter and Instagram. You can find me on Facebook searching that too. Um, you can find my calendar on my website, JessicaMichelleSingleton.com. If you like to laugh, you can come do that in person. And it's uh, more jokes than uh, questions. My guest this week is Jeremy Scipio. I know it's been, I say this week as if I've been here every week. Uh, sorry about the hiatus. I've been on the road and I falsely believed I would be more organized and be able to continue this while doing my summer tour. And I was wrong. Uh, anyways, let's get back to my guest. A very funny comedian, Jeremy Scipio. Uh, this episode's a little bit different. Obviously, uh, for those of you who listen all the time, you know I usually have a topic, a specific thing identity, whatever. Uh, I did something different with this. I started comedy with Jeremy and uh, that was about seven years ago. We kind of ran in the same group of friends doing open mics together. So I decided to do a podcast where I interviewed him about uh, what's happened over the last seven years. We talked about uh, when we used to hang out, when we started and uh, where we thought we would be by now, back then, what our goals were and that versus reality is a thing we talked about and then where we think we'll be in five years uh things we didn't think we would have done yet things we thought we would have done by now that we haven't and uh, i'm gonna do a few more of these with uh, my friends that i started with catch up with them and uh and then um interviewing a couple newer comedians who are like one to two years in and i'm gonna do this with them and see what their goals are and then catch up in a few years and see uh, you know how accurate they were or if they're still doing comedy or if they're alive or a million other things uh, so let me know if you like this and uh, you know I'll keep keep doing it if you absolutely hate it you can tell me that too and maybe I'll reconsider continuing it with other people but uh, the interview was really great Jeremy's awesome he's funny it was really thorough and it's uh, kind of a fun look into uh, being a comedian and uh, our friendship and where we started. So I will shut the fuck up and let the interview begin. Uh, enjoy. Jeremy Scipio. Hello. Hey there. <laughs> um, welcome back to Ignorance is Blessed. Um, you guys. Okay. I am here with my good friend, hilarious comedian, Jeremy Scipio. Oh, stop it. Oh, stop it. <laughs> um, and this is this episode's a little different. Usually I have like a specific topic or, you know identity lifestyle whatever that i try to cover uh but uh jeremy and i started comedy together right if, yep. like and uh and so i thought we were we've been he we are on the road in dayton ohio at a club this weekend and we've just been talking about it nonstop, kind of just like our journey and stuff so i thought it would be cool 
uh, to do an interview about uh, starting together, where we are. Where we, why am I telling you everything that I've already probably told you in the <laughs> intro? I'm going to record later. You guys, okay. This is so weird. We've talked so much that we both, as we're turning this on, we're like, if, are we going to be able to talk about this? The podcast happened before you hit play. Like, yeah. <laughs> Story of my life. Um, yeah. Uh, fuck. <laughs> should we flip this around? Yeah, uh, I, I, should, I should interview you. That's no. <laughs> oh, well, let's just talk about it. Okay. So I don't know what we started. Two th- it's 2010. You uh, just get to LA. Ha ha comedy club ha, is right ha. down the street. Yeah. Did you live in the valley then? Yeah, I lived in technically. I, I I was in the valley for a month. Oh, oh wait, then you were like living in that. You remember? Weren't you living in, like a weird radio studio? Yeah. <laughs> there was like technically not an apartment, so they couldn't kick you out. It yeah, was like weird. Craigslist was amazing back then. Yeah. Wait, where did you shower and stuff? Oh, no, it, had, oh, no, it, was, had, like, it was it was a it was an apartment. The the thing is, uh, I had a slumlord, and oh. uh, basically he was see he had they were really studios. But um, he converted them into apartments so he can get more money. Uh, but they, he didn't have heat running through them. Oh. In California law states, if you don't have, if your place doesn't have heat, even though it is L.A., oh, even though Sorry, it's L.A., you don't place. really need heat. Um, if it doesn't have heat, then it can't be uh, sold as, rented out as an apartment. Oh. And pretty much I was the only person paying rent for the first year. Yeah. Uh, well, and then what? You just stopped? Well, all the other all the other people living, I was going to say roommates, all the other people living in the apartment uh, they they had already stopped paying rent, and they were like making fun of me for paying rent. <laughs> when you're like, well, it's the right thing to do. <laughs> so then I just stopped. <laughs> so it's like a bunch of people. Is it squatting if he's it's, not? It's, it's this weird like standoff, right? Because it's technically he can't charge you rent. Yeah, that's pretty much that's pretty much what happened. It, it was a. I mean, we we signed a lease, but it just didn't. It wasn't a real. Le- I mean, the the place was a scam place. Like anybody who just moved to L.A. That went on Craigslist knows about ARN radio. Oh God, like that's it's, so it's, funny. It's a scam. It's a scam. A lot of people get they sell you a media pass. They tell you about all the celebrities you're gonna meet and all that <laughs> stuff. And uh, I looked at this place and said, "Home, home, ah, <laughs> home, sweet home." So it's like he could have come after you because there's a lease, but in order to do that, you could have been like, well, "There's no heat. I'm not paying because it's not a proper." Well, I was, I was literally like of people he had a problem with. I was probably like tenth on his list. Yeah. So, so like, like, and 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 you know all good things come to an end there was like a main guy who he kept getting into it with oh, and no. that was that that was those fights would get violent oh no it was crazy like the you guy just saw your landlord getting beat up all the time in the hallway well they would do little it wasn't really like that type it was like more like it was equivalent to what youtubers prank about today like okay. like, like like he would like um he the dude would come home and his door would be off like he they, they he, he would just take his door he can't kick him out yeah so he just took his door <laughs> that's hilarious and the dude he would just still be in there so then he uh, messed up because he started messing with the uh, the owner's car oh no yeah, yeah. ruined crazy. it for everybody yeah but I mean it was I mean it lasted a, a good while but then yeah eventually uh, you know when it got a little too hot I just I mean I saved up my money and I moved into a new place so. like into a, into a real a apartment a real apartment yeah, yeah. With a real landlord oh man uh, a yeah. real landlord and everything oh, it's the worst yep um, crazy so you would just what did you have a car back then uh no, actually i didn't uh my first two years in la i didn't have a car honestly. damn that's rough and you were like hustling so what did you yeah. just like take the bus and the subway and then a yeah. lot of just jumping in cars with comics right pretty pretty much i mean honestly um i had my car in um I, I still had my i still had a car which i guess it could be stupid i don't know but i, I would i don't want to change anything i had a, my car in cincinnati i kind of left there yeah so i fly home i would still use that car but uh, I guess I could have drove it across the country. But yeah, I actually enjoyed um, 
you know, getting to know everybody. And I, I mean, I got around, you know, more then than I do now. As far yeah, as well, it sort of like forces you to like be friendly with people and get to know them. Yeah, and bond. And, and you're and, like, I'm going to have to get a ride home, so I might as well go to the mic with this person so I can get a ride home. So then you're going to more mics. <laughs> and all the walkers knew each Like, you know, like we, like I'll be walking this side of the street and Gerard be walking down. I'm like, That's hey, so hey you going like that. All, you know? all the walkers. <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, oh, real. real. <laughs> I remember Jamar, I, I passed real. Nate Heard one time. Nate. I was yeah. at a stoplight. I was like, Nate, what's up? And he's like, hey. And then I like drove away and then I like was halfway to the comedy store before I realized, oh, he's probably going to the <laughs> same place. And I just left him. I was like, hey, man good to see you and it wasn't malicious it was just like there was a lot of times where people uh-huh. i had a co-host of a podcast who like was walking everywhere and then i, I <laughs> but it's also like well ah, you got to say something too but i guess think people think they know i don't have a car or whatever i'm clearly walking but yeah. well, we, i left my co-host and then like three hours later i was like hey you didn't need a ride earlier, did you? And he's like, oh, I could have used one, but I walked home and, I, and from the valley to like Hollywood. And I was oh, like, Oh no, really? And I was like, that's insane. I was like, you got to ask, man. Just oh, say something. Insane. I don't I think about do shit. Well, no. he was walking over. He was planning to like walk across the country and then that never happened. But. Oh, that, that's really weird. Okay. That's, well, you know what? Those, those people, those, uh, I forgot what those people, I'm not, I'm not that adventurous. Yeah. <laughs> you know, for me, if I'm in Hollywood, I'm home. Yeah. So I don't mind walking or riding a bus somewhere to, in Hollywood. You know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, I wasn't, you know, I was like, I didn't necessarily even have a job or anything like that. I was just all comedied out all the yeah. time. So, it, like, as long as I was in, in that environment, I was good. It's not like I was like, you know, some, cause some people looked at it as a disadvantage, you know what I mean? But yeah, honestly, but- you know, if you like, when once I got a job and had to work, then I got a car and, you know, use my, you know, cause especially cause, you know, I was doing production. Yeah. And you, you never know where you had to go. Like, yeah. So you couldn't go. just rely on, yeah, public transit or well, you can't do production. You can't do film or production without without a car because you're gonna have to like carry things, right? Carry like you're gonna have to put shit in your car. Pull, go get you know. Or like you put people's coffee. Yeah, I'm kidding. But that's what they think. That's, that's <laughs> the best, you know. But now, now I, I don't, no, I was a real. I was <laughs> I was important. I mean, I don't. I never. I never glorified the the craft. At the same time, you know, you definitely more than a coffee, dude. Oh yeah, you're fucking hustling your ass off. Yeah, on yeah. set and also too, I kind of. I kind of have this attitude where everybody knows I'm a comedian and I make it very clear that I don't like this is this is not I don't care about your system here because I have my I have my own system. in the Yeah, comedy like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, <laughs> well, I feel like production kind of took over like a lot of your schedule for a little while there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, but I learned a lot. I learned yeah. a lot, actually, definitely when it comes to. Uh, when did you get into that? I feel like there's a couple years where you're like heavy into it. 2012. Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I feel like, I mean, I stopped seeing you for a variety of reasons. Also, just like going to different mics or whatever. It's mm-hmm. like, you know, you have times where you're past. Well, our group broke up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the group. Uh, oh. well, well, there was a breakup. Whoops. Then they started the, the real breaking yeah, up. Yeah, that guy was a real Yoko. <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's so. Because like the haha was like, I feel like the main place where like. That whole we had a whole like just group of people. It's a good place to start comedy. Anybody just go, going to get in L.A. I mean, if you want a real dose of L.A. like yeah. for the good and the bad, yeah, go to Ha Ha. Comedy. Well, it's so funny because now I like rally against like people like when people ask me for advice. Not that I'm like some guru, but sometimes like newer comics, I'm like, and another thing, never pay for mics. And then I'm like, I wish somebody would have told me that. <laughs> I can't. I can't. But say, I can't say that because it's also like if that's where you can get up. Yeah. You pay for your lessons. I'd be like that. Like it's true. I guess it's like you pay for college. Yeah. Well, my thing is you need to pay because 
I'll put like this: that you paying made you smart enough to go. I'm not paying for that shit again. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. He's like you learn, live and learn. And I'm like, well, you know. And I try to like when I talk about it now, I'm like, well, you know, you got to realize if the cost is worth mm-hmm. like the benefit. Like you know, if it's benefiting you to get up, because there's some people, it's like they just don't have time to go. Mm-hmm do the grind or like they still do Marty's cause like they can get up multiple times and it's like, I fucking, I have a, another life I have to get back to or, or uh, it's just easier to know I'm going to get up here. There's, so at the guarantee of getting up and being like, it's a short window of time or whatever, I guess. There are two types of people on this planet. There's those who pay for sex and those who don't. And okay. those who do, we call them losers. <laughs> no, I've never paid okay. for sex. Um, <laughs> they have an addiction. Uh, <laughs> God, I mean, I'm not judging. No judging we were that. there like, were we there every night? Every night. I mean, honestly, when I, I was like the last of, of you guys to kind of jump in because uh, you guys were like, you, you thought I was a jerk. At least definitely uh, Brian did. Uh, I, didn't think, <laughs> I didn't think you were a jerk. And, uh, I was just like, Matt, he's just quiet. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just, I was like, I was like, I was a big fan of all you guys. And I was just, uh, you know, I don't know. I would just go there because at first. I, I think I went to other clubs first, but then uh, somebody kept suggesting I go to Ha Ha. And uh, I just, yeah, I'm trying to remember where I even when we became friends, like the moment. Uh, you used to talk shit about comics in the back, and everything you said was funny. <laughs> oh, and your laugh. Oh God, <laughs> your laugh. Oh, my so... laugh that sounds condescending, but yes, I'm like, no, yes. it's. Uh-huh. I really think you're funny. <laughs> ha! I can't even do it. People would, <laughs> and people would like yell at me, like, I get it. You don't like the joke. Can't Yo. you just let me work it out? And I'm yeah, like, no, so I. <laughs> I just have an ugly laugh. That's so oh, funny. Oh, shit. Those are the days. God. Yeah, because I remember like Matt and Brian, I knew them and I was kind of like, oh, whatever, these dudes from the haha. They were just mm. people from the haha. You mm. know, it's like anyone who went there for a chunk of time, it's like you had these characters that mm. like, whether you were friends with them or not, there's people you remember and you're like, this guy. And it's, you just see the same. It's like a shitty open mic cheers, you know? Yeah. And uh, I just remember I went to like another mic one day and it was like post breakup with someone and like, I didn't really have friends in the scene because I'd kind of been just out of it or did my own thing. Mm. And then I like did a set and they were like so stupid. They're like, do you want to sit here with us? And it was like a table. <laughs> there was like nowhere for me to sit. And it was Garfano's, which is this like Garfano's. East LA, like Mexican room. And I was like, I'm just going to go to all these mics. I'm going to bury myself in comedy and like mm-hmm. do the thing I came to do. And I was like, I walked in there and became like acutely aware that I was a small woman. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh my God. And then I just saw like Matt uh, I think Matt and it was just Matt and Brian. Maybe Mike Satero was there, and I was like, "Please remember me." Like I was like, "Oh my god, two people I know." Like, please notice me. <laughs> just out of like, I'm scared. Uh, yeah, but then like, there is something to be said about when you have like a group. That's like a, it was like it's like um emotive. I think I hustled more then, mm-hmm. and it's like I should have friends that like I'm like, can we keep each other accountable for like. I don't know. You you were in, you know what you were really encouraged. Like I said, back then it seemed like such a long stretch of time. But let's just say uh, I moved to LA in August, right? Yeah. So by and I was there in July. Yeah. Just like I said, we all were like that's what I say. You you guys, I, I consider you guys like my class. Yeah. You know? Um, but yeah. So by by October, was it September? October? Yeah. October. I had hosted like my first show. Like it was really it's so really crazy. Big. Like my show, my first show. I, I remember doing my first show was at the comedy union and I was like, it's Oh really? Crazy. Yeah. That's funny. Oh, you were pretty funny. It was like, a pretty funny women yeah. show. It's so funny. Cause the tape from that at the time was like, this is a great tape. And I've watched it since. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, don't give me stuff. I, 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 I was so, so stiff bad. and it was very much just like an act. And uh-huh. I was like, Oh, 
Yeah, mine was at John Lovett's Comedy Club, and it was it was actually packed. Oh damn! And uh, yeah, it was some pretty dope comics on there, and I remember um, I uh, you know I was doing I had my little set going, and it actually did really well, right? So afterwards, uh, I'm still friends with most of these people. So Danny Sparks come up to me, and he goes, "Man, he said you're hilarious, man!" And he was like, uh, "He tells uh, Daryl Wright." He yeah. goes, uh, <laughs> he tells Daryl, he goes, I thought hosts are supposed to do a lot of time in between. He said, but Jeremy did it and it was perfect, man. You're great. How long have you been doing it? I was like, you know, I didn't want to say I just started. Yeah, you're like, uh, <laughs> he said, I'm not doing this is my he first said, show. <laughs> he said, you were the best comic on the show. And then Daryl was like, honestly, I think he sucked. <laughs> that like, is comedy in a nutshell. I was pissed. I was like, what? And I was like, but I just held it in. And then uh, he was like, well, I thought he was great. And he was like, uh, yeah, he said, you, he said, I thought you, he said, I thought you were a funny comic, but he said, you're a terrible host, man. Yeah, well, he that's so funny. He's like, I thought co- hosts weren't, aren't supposed to do a bunch of time in between. It's like, they're not. Well, I'm not going to lie. I emulated the host at uh, Chocolate Sunday. So there you go. <laughs> they do a lot of time in between. Just a lot of like, this is my show. If I have to host, I'm doing all of the time. <laughs> also, Rich Slayton was on that show. Oh, uh, Rich. Yeah. Man. I remember I used to like. Yeah. John Lovitz. I remember <laughs> meeting Rich and like, it's just funny how, like, as comedy goes on, everyone's sort of, like, at a certain point, you just, the longer you're in it and the more you do, you just sort of become to meld into peers. But at mm-hmm. that time, I was like, oh, Rich Slayton. Like, yeah. I remember Rich Slayton telling me, he's, like, giving me a really nice compliment. He's uh, one of the nicest, most Yeah, he's, like, he, and he's really yeah. funny. And, like, you know, I, at the time, I'm brand new. And, like, he seemed so cool to me. And I was, mm-hmm. like, he still is, like, awesome. And I was just, but I was, like, oh, my God, Rich Slayton said I was funny <laughs> and it's just funny now because you just like you're like oh these people are just my friends like uh-huh. but like at the time i was like oh my god it was really funny too because like uh he very uh i was dating someone at the time <laughs> uh, and he uh very noticeably didn't compliment that person set in front of them it was like he was like you are so funny and then he looked at the dude i was dating it was like well he i will I'll <laughs> say head rich, nod. rich is very uh he's a very subliminal person so yeah, yeah. It, it was probably definitely intentional oh for <laughs> sure he brought it up later and he's like i took so much joy in that yeah see that's what <laughs> that he's, moment yeah. but some, like some people don't know what they do but he he knows which i love that's just yeah. one of the reasons i love rich uh <laughs> god ronnie ray was that for me though ronnie, <gasps> ronnie ray, ray his approval meant the world to me it could have been it could have been like Richard Pryor himself saying it. I just remember I, I was at Ha Ha and I did my set and I got off stage and I can't remember who it was. Somebody was like, yo, man, Ronnie Ray wants to talk to you. I was like, what? <gasps> and I go back and he's all sitting there and he had, you know, he had a hat on. He had that look on his face. He goes, good job, kid. Yeah. <laughs> I remember thinking he was like. <laughs> the comedy god. god yeah. It was just like, that was the guy, especially at the Ha Ha. It was just like, cause he would, you know, he just got to pop in and do a set and you're like wow he's so good yeah. oh he's been on tv and like mm-hmm. you just and it's still i mean obviously all that stuff is still cool but when you're a new comedian it's so it's, funny too when you think about it, how like didn't it seem like open mic hosts were so important and it's like yeah, oh. pleasing them yeah yeah and it's yeah. like then you the longer you're in it you're like 
oh, they're just another fucking comic. Like, yeah. I mean, shoot, I'm not, not that you're like fuck this person, but like that you you get it, you get intimidated by them, and then you're like, oh, I didn't need to be like. Oh. Well, it's so funny because these people that you you feel this way towards, you kind of like say if you don't have the best set, and you know they kind of bash you for it, you kind of hate these people. But yeah. then they being like your best friends later on, it's crazy. Yeah. You know, uh, I mean, I'll say like you know, yeah, Augustino, you had Rico, you had. Uh, what's his name? Jason Renabu. I mean, yeah, I mean, like I, said, I, I miss those days. Uh, fucking Rico. You know, of course, Dean Del Rey. He Dean Del Rey. Killing it back Always in the day, fucking man. like Yo, his, hustling. He he probably had the best first year comedian run ever. I think. That, oh, he fucking grinded. And I, mean, I just remember being like. Yeah, I remember. I was proud. Man, fuck this guy. Like I, <laughs> right. I mean, I loved Dean, but I was like, man, he's everywhere. What the? F- I need a motor. Like I, I literally was like a motorcycle. That's my problem. I need a motorcycle. <laughs> I was like, how does he? He just, I. He's so good at like. I don't know if networking is the word, and because like that can be used as such a dismissive. I think sometimes yeah. people are like, oh, networker, but like, just his. And I and I I know like later either talking to him and like getting to know him better and and stuff is like he had years in the music industry yeah. so he yeah. knew how to like talk to people yeah. and like the things you learn in the you know the longer you do a new comedy but it's like he already knew how to like communicate to yeah. like get in get his time get out and like and he, he the way he, he talks, was able to get so much stage time the way dean talks to you is like he, he talks to you like he's uh like like you're like you're really good friends you know what yeah I mean? like from the start you know and he'll, he'll give you, you know like you know, like advice, and even even if it's something if it's something that he doesn't agree with, he'll say uh, he'll probably say something like, uh, "Yeah, I wouldn't do that." Like, he'll, yeah. you know, instead of getting deep into it, you know, um, you know, I remember actually first time I first time I ever went to the comedy store, I didn't realize, and this shows you how much respect I had for Mike's back then. Yeah. So I sign up, right? I get on the list. Oh no! Right? And, and you then, decide to work out material? No. No. Okay. I uh, my friend actually the one that just called me. He uh, he was like, "Yo, man, I'm hungry." I was like, you are? He was like, uh, you want to go eat? I was like, yeah, I'm just at a mic. So now. Oh, no. Did you I miss like, your spot? Yo, Dean was like, dude, where were you? Like, I was like, yeah. yeah. I was like, yo, I, said, I got hungry, man. My bad. He was like, yo, they called your name. You didn't respond. Oh, my <laughs> God. Said, yo, I wouldn't do that. That's I, I remember like that was like the biggest like, oh, my God, to me. When like at the comedy store, when someone wouldn't show up, I'd be uh-huh. like, oh, my God. And it's like. Okay, in that moment, the hosts are like, whatever, like, fuck this guy for wasting everyone's time. They've wasted a spot. But it's also like, in my head, I don't know what I thought that they're going to put your name on a list somewhere and you'll never, you'll never work at this club again. It's like, no, you're <laughs> forgotten by the yeah. next day, you know? Yeah. But I like, mean, yeah, if, if, if you, I mean, with the, with the comedy store, I mean, you know, I don't, I hate to say it like this, but straight up, funny, there's a lot of things that factor into the way people receive you, but funny still. Number one. Yeah. Like, if you're funny, it just kills all the other stuff. Yeah, that it's like once you go up and people see that, then it's, it's shit like that will be mm. forgiven. You know what I, I mean? Honestly, I've always gotten respect. You know, and, you know, even that the the camaraderie, the you know the the push, or even the you know the competitiveness was always fun. You know, yeah. Uh, and I always had like one or two people who always looked out for me. Yeah, so, I was consistently got on a list like almost every time. You know, oh that's for, awesome. For while, you know? Yeah, I got I got a hot streak for a while once i got up there it was like a while for me to get up Mm -hmm. and then once i got up which this also helped i think it's like knowing someone on uh i don't want to say on staff on uh like those inside of the comedy store but like Mm -hmm. doing a good job also in front of the host because they would talk to they help make the list they know tommy so it's like i did good in front of benji i good did good in front of tony and like Mm -hmm. they 
And I think they remember that. And then they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I recognize that name when they're like, you know. And people know who's funny. Like, you don't yeah. have to. It doesn't, it's not a big old conversation. It's like, like, yo, good. Okay, cool. <laughs> I did have one like, uh, I remember Jade was hosting once and I did, mm-hmm. uh, and I love Jade. We're friends now, but like, uh, I did a period joke. I was very early into comedy and I did, I had a really good set. I did a period joke and then she tried to make fun of me for doing a period joke and the crowd booed her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, was it a uh, uncle period? Yeah. Yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> it's, it's on my album. I stand by that period joke. Uh, but like, and I was like, yeah, I'm funny. <laughs> uh, but where she's like, all right, my bad. <laughs> cause I, well, cause that was also like back then, I think it's changed a little, but there was this like almost, culture of like when you're the op- the hosting potluck is like I think people felt like they had to be like oh let me roast these open micers that was their one little like beacon of power yeah I mean Tommy like kind of pushed that encouraged that encouraged it's like that, he, yeah. it's like he it was like some sort of weird mm. initiation process of like oh but only one person was good at it Tony yeah. Hinchcliffe, Tony that was Hinchcliffe. The, he was the only person who was good at it because that's actually what he does yeah. and then other people are like just trying to copy yeah well it's like their comedy's not that kind of comedy. So it's mm-hmm. like weird for them to be like, like silly and physical or like whatever. And then be like, yeah, fuck that guy. And you know what sucks is that off stage, these people are really, really good people. Oh, like they're yeah. not, like they're, there's nothing like their attitude on stage. Almost every comedian I know is like very nice. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird where he's like, Almost. you know, you're going to sit here and bash people, you know, cause I don't know. Like I, I, like I said, I didn't appreciate all of it. I don't know if I, cause I feel like a, I don't know. I feel like a, like I'm an old man now and I'm just like, Oh, I miss the old days, you know, but it's just that, that whole environment, like I said, for, for the, the good and the bad stuff, you know, like I'm, man, I'm like, you know, I'm, uh, kicking it with Steve Henry. You know, Steve. Like Steve. Ow, MySpace Steve. Oh, yeah. Al Henry. <laughs> he used to work at MySpace. That's so funny. And I remember being like, I'd be like talking to him on Facebook chat, <laughs> like, which I think is a joke he makes, but like, or made, but I was like, do you even use my like? Who's on MySpace? <laughs> Steve, <sighs> Steve Henry. I still stand by this. He's the most mature man that I know. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, just because he did it, like he's my mom's perfect child. She, he's, he's who she always wanted me to be. Like he, he did everything the right way. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, just take care of his business. You know, he's, you know, he's pretty straightforward guy. Golf's on the weekends. Uh, yeah. You know, has great credit. I mean, immaculate credit. Oh yeah. I mean, astounding. He's you like know. he's like a, the picture like yeah the guy that like your parents are like be like this guy yeah you know it's you know I I mean you know any chick that messes up with him they're fucking up themselves because I mean he's <laughs> I mean I'm just saying like he's you know he's like because they need a man yeah I mean you know it, it, <laughs> it is comedy it is comedy <laughs> well he was also very I always admire I remember watching Steve when I first started be like oh Steve Henry mm-hmm. and like he was very uh, on top of. Um, the work as mm-hmm. far as like he would notice he'd be like okay like I need to not play with the mic like he would talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he'd, he be, would, like, he'd be like right. this is what I'm working on today and uh-huh. like was very much he recorded every set which like mm-hmm. video I audio record everything and it just sits there like because I'm like mm-hmm. I don't want to I can't go back and listen to my failures. <laughs> like, and it's like, I, I am trying to record everything now, but it's like, oh, trying to watch myself. It's like, oh, God. Mm. But he was very diligent is the mm. word I'm looking for, where it's like he would notice a thing and he would actively be like, here's the thing I'm correcting. And mm. like, he, you know, and I was like, wow, he's like, I love that work ethic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, I'll be honest. I probably still haven't. I still don't have the work ethic of uh, of 2010 Steve Henry. But because, <laughs> you know, he's. 
you know, he, he's a monster at that. Well, and, the, and focus. Like, focus. I have work ethic. Mm-hmm. I work hard, but if I had any amount of attention span, I would be a thousand times more productive. Well, that's exactly when people praise me for what I'm doing. I'm like, yo, this is definitely 10% of what I could be yeah, doing. Yeah, which is always weird because you're like, I'm not doing my best. I'm, I'm lazy. Like, the, <laughs> yeah. Yo, you wrote a whole new set. I'm like, oh, you don't, you don't understand. This is just pain coming out. This is not. Yeah, this that is when lazy. people are like, ah, oh, all this new material. And I'm like, yeah, no, I just lost my mind up there. That's not a thing I'm working on. And you're like, I think I should listen to that. You ever have somebody try to tag, like, when you just, like, pour you your riffed, heart out or something? And you're like, like <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes you, I, I've gone back and listened and tried to emulate stuff. But, like, sometimes it's like, well, that's just lost to the moment. Yeah, I have yeah. a comedian who consistently books me and always is like, I love you and I want you to be around. But my favorite sets of yours are when I'm not sure you're going to make it. <laughs> He's like, when you're legitimately losing your mind, it's beautiful. And I'm like, well, thanks. But also, oh, no, because because then there is this like, if you want to be mentally and physically healthy, trying to capture that there is that stigma. And I think it's just something we tell ourselves. But like, oh, if I'm too happy, if I'm too mm-hmm. sane my comedy will suffer, which I don't think is true. Yeah, but agree. then people say shit like that and it's like, oh. Well, you had a moment of that last night. Like, you know, you were in the middle of a joke and you were like, you were like beat red. And you was like, I got I, I wonder if my camera caught, you said that yesterday and I'm like, what was that? And there were a couple things I just started talking about. Most of it, most of that was, I would say 95% actual bits, but course, like, yeah. I'm curious as to what I was like so passionate about. Yeah, you like you blacked out and like the other you took over yeah. and you oh, just like, <laughs> cause I'm telling you like, like a Leland, he hasn't, my cousin Leland, uh, non-comic, but you know, he, he like, Yay, Leland. you, you know, he, he seen you back in 2000, whatever, 10 or 11, whenever that was. Yeah. And you know, fast forward to seeing you now. He and he was, hasn't seen anything yet. Yeah. He was thoroughly impressed. He's like, yo, like, you know, he's, because I was sitting next to him, he's like, "Yeah, man, she got it." Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, he's like, he, was, he enjoyed the show as if he was, you know, watching, uh, you know, a box office smash movie or something like that." So yeah. Oh you know, my I, heart! You see, you turn red now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was like I do feel like I'm. It's so funny that like I don't know if you feel this way that like I don't. I guess when I started, I knew I would evolve. Right. I didn't know how I'd evolve, but I sort of like had an idea of like, oh, maybe, you know, you think like, oh, maybe like this is what I like talking about now. So maybe mm-hmm. it's going to just be more of this. And I feel like I'm starting to evolve into someone who I've always been loud, but like, I don't think I ever intended to be a comic who yells, mm-hmm. but I think I'm just, <laughs> I'm just, there's just anger or something in me. And I'm like, I have to yell. Mm-hmm. I mean, you you care. That's a. It's like I yell because I care. Yeah, you care. That's all. Is when you care, you're gonna. It's some type of emotion is gonna come out of you. And I'll be I'll be honest. I f- I feel like, you know, the reason why you Mike, the reason why you should Mike. I don't know. This is my experience. Whatever. I feel like the reason why I Mike is because, um, you know, you're fighting. You're not really. You're not really trying to get a joke, right? You're fighting past your insecurity with whatever topic you're discussing. Yeah, you're you know? getting comfortable with saying. And once you once you push past your insecurity, it's going to come out in a very acute way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, if, if it, it could be yelling, but it doesn't necessarily have to be yelling. But it's yeah. just, whatever it is, it's going to come out big. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's like, I, I think so too. Like, so much of Mike's is like getting comfortable on stage mm-hmm. to the point that you can use your voice. Like, you can... That you can confidently 
have an opinion yeah. instead of like tiptoeing into like ah. I'll admit, like the the physical comics, being around physical comics, like really helped me get into my own because. I mean, you know, when you're start when you're starting out, you're like, I got these ideas in my head, or you like, I was thinking about this all night. I wrote it down. I have this real this concept, you know, and it's like it's like Newton's law or something. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be this great. Deep I put this in political philosophical. And then you get us the comic before you get on stage, and you know, he's doing everything. You know, he's, he's like falls through a, a table. Yeah, oh <laughs> my god! And you're like, how do I compete with that? With uh, you know, oh, I got this little piece of paper I've been working on, guys. Are you ready like, <laughs> to hear my poem? Is <laughs> spoken word bullshit? but you know going up constantly going up after that uh it, it put me it put me in a situation where i learned to push without like trying to compete physically yeah know? where it's like whereas i think if you don't people who don't get up enough or if you, you just were like not as diligent you sort of do feel this like oh that's what works i should do more of that yeah i, just, I, I learned to make my words count yeah make, make you know like stop wasting as many words um cut the fat yeah yeah and it's like when, once it I don't know. You 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 find out words that kind of just like literally like you could, you know you could feel like it 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 got somebody in the heart a little bit like yeah ah, like just don't ways do that to say things. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? but yeah yeah I miss those days <sighs> I mean there is something like I don't know if romantic is the word I think it is but not in like a you say romantic and people are gonna think like love but it's mm. just like something about that grind where it's like we're still. We're still climbing, of course. Like, of course. we're still... God knows where the fuck... God, I don't even know what I believe in. But, like, <laughs> who knows where we're going to end up. But, like, we're not where we're going to be. But mm. we're also not where we were. But that, yeah. like... Especially because I had a full-time job those first two and a half years. So yeah, it was, like, be at work at 7 a.m. Your job still emails me. I'm sorry. <laughs> you should write them back every time and be like, you should have never fired her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a blind children's center. Yeah, blind <laughs> children. Are you available to do the walk? Uh, stop. No, <laughs> like, I was only like... there supporting my friend. <laughs> um, God. Um, but it was still this like, I feel like I was more efficient. I guess like because I had that, I had to be more efficient with my time. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm saying this makes me feel like it's like, it's not like I'm not using my time, but like it just... I don't know how I was getting up at 7 a.m. working, not even so like 6 a.m., getting to work by 7, doing an eight and a half hour day. Mm-hmm. And then what? We were true. I think we're hitting like three and four mics a night, which mm-hmm. is like just like you. everyone gets off stage, fucking gun it to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And that was our whole life, like mm-hmm. every night. Yeah, yeah. That's like your social life just becomes. Yeah. You know, it, I think you. the only time you get is when you fully dive in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because, you know, there's, there's people who have a misconception of uh what it is to do stand-up comedy or be stand-up comics or whatever, but only when it's literally, you know, something that you're fully involved in, fully invested in, do you understand, like, what it takes to, yeah. you know, kind of progress or, or, or even understand, like, on, on a deeper level what you're, what you're, what you're going through or what your process is. Because yeah. everybody's process is not the same. Um, For sure, but you can't, I mean, it's like equating it to, like, you can't figure it out by, like, dipping your toe in the pool. You just have to be like, yeah. one, two, three, jump. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. here, it's like putting it all in, like, all my eggs are. Yeah, and it's different levels of that, too, because, like, even, like, you know, being on the road, because I think you were saying the same thing, like, you know, like, you, like, just like, you had a job, then you're like, yo, fuck this. And then yeah. you're like, yo, I got to jump in, and you're just like, you know, but a lot of people were like, yo, I just can't wait to do the road. And I'm like, you know, I, I couldn't either, and then I did you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, it took other people telling me what I was doing to be like, oh, I guess you're right. You know I mean, I was like, yeah, I just- where it's like, I didn't know that this was a, 
you you get into it and then you're like, oh fuck, I'm like, I sometimes I have to remember me. That's it. Yeah. Well, it's like, I also have to remember sometimes that I'm like, oh fuck, I'm doing the thing that I was like, oh man, wouldn't it be cool to do? Yeah. And not that it's like, I'm very happy, which like people, comics feel very different about the road. Like there are comics who love it and there are comics who are like, oh, how do you do it? And it's like, well, cause I love comedy Yeah. <laughs> because like, I'm not like satisfied with a five minute set that might get me an agent. Like, mm. but there are, I mean, people, I haven't hit this point yet. Um, and I don't know if you get this cause you're like touring more and more, but like people who are like, yeah, it's fun at the beginning, but you're going to hate it. I, I hate, <clears throat> I hate traveling. Um, yeah, well it's like, but, I don't- but the actual, but you know, being places, no, but I, I'll be honest. Like it's actually happening. The, the reverse because like I used to like I was afraid to drive from Cincinnati Ohio to uh, to Los Angeles yeah you were just like chaos will ensue yeah I just I don't it just it was just too big it was uh out of my perception for it just I couldn't even imagine just seemed crazy yeah, yeah. I, I used to be like for, to drive from Cincinnati to Dayton I was like oh I'm not doing that that's too far right <laughs> but in LA I do that every day yeah so. <laughs> which is so funny <laughs> but uh yeah you know but then um was it like a few years ago I drove from LA to Chicago and back yeah. And after that, I don't know, the country just seems so much smaller. Yeah. You know. It's like I do it now, I'll just plan my tours so that I like go out and come back and mm-hmm. it's like I have moments where I'm like, Oh, I can't believe I'm suddenly all the way in Ohio, <laughs> like from my car. Yeah. Which yeah. the traveling is like it is like I love being in new places, but the traveling can be a bitch. But yeah. I also think that it's like it cause just cause it takes a toll on you, whether like mm-hmm. and I'm trying to be healthier but like it's also hard to maintain a routine with health on the road yeah well i mean well it's not impossible and there are definitely like you can definitely not go to mcdonald's do you drink energy drinks i try not to but i do drink coffee but because energy drinks are bad for you but then it's like i'm on the road alone and sometimes it's like yeah you gotta be up i need fucking energy yeah like so there have been i in la i do drink yerba mate drink sometimes it's like mm. a natural energy drink um but there have been i think two nights in this whole tour i never drink anything besides that in la if i drink that you know in coffee black just plain coffee yeah but there have been a couple nights where i was like at a club and i'm fucking have to go up in you know 20 minutes 30 minutes and i'm like all right i need a red bull mm-hmm. it's like and I'm not going to be like, because of my illness. I mean, it is a real thing, but like with my autoimmune disease, sometimes it's like literally just part of it is fatigue. Mm. So I, I don't know that like if I was completely healthy and some of that's on me, like I can't help the autoimmune disorder, but like, does it ever affect your sets? Like, yeah, it's, uh, sorry. Now this is about me. It's weird. Uh, uh, Hey, I don't mind. Well, (laughs) it, uh, some of the side effects, there's like a thing that like, I don't know what the, the official term is, but like anyone who has it or knows about it calls it just calls it brain fog. Mm-hmm. And it like, and it scares me because it like fucks with my cognitive abilities. Mm. And, um, I'm already so ADHD that like my memory sometimes is like, oh, what was I saying? But like mm-hmm. there have been times on stage and I don't know if I'm, cause you know, I'm neurotic. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know if it's actually happening more or if it's just in my head, but I feel like over the last year, there have been more times where I'm in the middle of a bit that I have done on several times. And I'm like, just, in the middle of a bit, I'm like, I don't know what comes next. Mm-hmm. And it's so scary. Cause it's like 
A, there's an audience in front of you. You have to keep entertaining them. But then there's this whole other thing going on where you're like panicking over like, oh my God, my memory. Oh my God, my brain's not working. Oh my God. What if I can now? Like, what if this goes away completely? And like, because as a comedian, yeah. it's like, that's, you, your brain is your thing. Like, it's yeah. like, I'm worried about my body getting riddled, but it's like someone could just shove me out onto the stage and give me a <laughs> microphone. Like, I'll be, my boyfriend now is like, well, I'll just put you in one of those like, those baby carriers and I'll stand there with you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, but like, worrying about like your cognitive ability is crazy yeah i don't know it's, it's weird for me i mean you know i don't have any real excuses or anything like well that. i mean but, just travel fatigue is a yeah. thing does that affect you like when you um yeah um but you know what before i perform um if i i kind of do this thing where i purposefully try not to give a fuck about anything yeah, like no. I, like I just try to go like you know like whatever like I kind of I kind of go like well I did all this work beforehand so now whatever's going to happen is going to happen is going to happen that's the yeah. best place to be for a set is not carrying yeah you know because <laughs> in I, my opinion yeah because every time I care I don't know I used to push so hard and you know man just the disappointment the level of disappointment is like it, it is like uh, I mean it, it can affect you yeah you know so now I just go like you know I just I don't I don't care cuz I think you get to a point where um uh you know I said I don't I don't truly truly mean this but it's just how I feel like um where winning and losing almost feels exactly the same you know Okay I mean? where it's like you like uh uh-uh. <laughs> but it's like what it's like okay like a, a great like a great set I mean of course you know of course feels like good you, you get the adrenaline feel good but it's like either way you're tired and you're just glad it's just over you're done you, yeah you want to sleep so I was like, regardless, I was like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I gotta go. It's like, oh, you suck. Like, okay, cool. I, I gotta go. Thank you. Yeah. And like, you know. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So like, after a while, like, I kind of got in that routine. But I have my favorite drink, which is a uh, Rockstar uh, Lemonade. Uh, that keeps me going. Rockstar Two of those, lemonade. I can get anywhere in the country. <laughs> Rockstar. Two of those, I'd be dead. Yeah. God, I stayed up all night once studying for a test, drinking diet rock star and like i showed up for the test and people are are you okay and i was like shaking i was like yeah what <laughs> and i like had on this like thin tank top that was clearly meant to be an undershirt and like mm-hmm. no bra and i just was like i just gotta take this test and go home. <laughs> i just need to lay down <laughs> like well, um, but uh, you know it fucking i mean yeah i'm like i could for sure drive to L- from la to new york with one of those like uh-huh. just yeah like uh there's a there was a story uh i think i found about in may some kid uh, he drunk an energy drink. Then he went and got a. He got some drink from some coffee drink from uh oh no. from McDonald's, and then he did he die? Yeah, uh, he got he got some other some other caffeine drink, and they said he died of caffeine overdose. Which is a thing. I get scared of that. But I think he's a. I hate to say it like this. I think he's a weakling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, there are things where it's three. like that is sad, but also evolution, man. Like, <laughs> like three cafe drinks. I think it was the fact that three cafe drinks over a two hour period. Now I was thinking like that is a lot, but I don't know if I've ever exceeded that or not. I don't well, that's you know that's why dogs die when they eat chocolate. Really? Is their heart can't handle the caffeine? Mm. Yeah, I don't know. and that's why like some dogs don't die, like because it's like oh they're. It was fine, but some, yeah, it's it's a caffeine thing. And I definitely have had, like, when I drink a full can of that yerba mate stuff too fast, mm-hmm. I can feel it in my chest. Mm-hmm. And I get, like, of course, you know, par- paranoid and neurotic. I'm like, am I going to die? <laughs> but, like, <laughs> I'm always, I, I, like, the wind blows. And I'm like, death? You, you're, one of my, you're one of my favorite neurotic friends. Like, some, some 
like, I, I, I can be around you. Some of them I can't be around. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes it's just like, oh, man, like, I don't know. Like, I should just have 911 on standby. Yeah. <laughs> like, one, one like, I, I don't know how some people live with themselves. I'll be honest. Like, you know. Like, how have you not snapped? Yeah. It's like, I don't like some, some people, they just run with their thoughts. I, I tend to be, uh, I mean, I, I can be neurotic, too. But for the most part, like, I... I do a thing where I just kind of shut down everything around me. So I'm just like, you know, I don't, I'm not going to create an issue where there's no issue. Like, yeah. Well, sometimes I just have to, cause I'm like, uh, like I don't have the time anymore to like, it's what a luxury to be a true neurotic is that it's like, mm. yeah, like I'm paranoid and like worried all the time, but it's like, I gotta get shit done. Like mm. I, sometimes it's just like, it could be a real issue. Who knows? But I'm like, I don't, I can't, be worried about my chest hurts right now. Like, <laughs> as like, it's probably like literally last yeah. night there was a moment where I was like, oh my, my chest, my side. And then I was like, really? Well, then I was like, eh, I gotta go to bed. And then I was like, <laughs> well, come cut to this morning. And I was like, yeah, that was definitely a, a big old turd just <laughs> making its way down the pipeline. <laughs> but it's like, the, I've been to the emergency room three times and had them be like, it's gas. And I'm like, all right. Oh, that's, that's weird. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, all right, I really gotta stop, uh, stop worrying so much. But like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, yeah, sometimes you just have to go, like, there's no time. I have mm-hmm. work to get done. I fucking, I don't know. Yeah, you just keep, you keep, I think once you mentally decide to keep moving, I think you, your your brain kind of accepts that mentality. Yeah, and our brains are, like, yeah. and, and not that, like, if there is a real issue, I'm not the kind of person to be like, you can just, you know, manifest. Hell, the amount of people in L.A. who are, like, who I've tried like I close friends that I've like tried to talk to very briefly about my autoimmune disorder and then they try to tell me that like I'm manifesting it or that if I think positively oh, come. and I'm like it takes all of my energy mm. not to punch them in the face because yeah. it's like wh- what this is here this is real yeah I, and and I, don't don't, I do bullshit. believe the like <laughs> in the power of positive thought yeah. and that like if you focus on something you keep it in your mind mm. yes you can like bring it because you're focused on it yeah. and it's like so yeah you keep chasing it, you keep doing this but like when people go like the secret can cure anything and i'm like how fucking dismissive of like poverty ridden villages in africa or whatever for you to be like if you just think it yeah. it's like okay sure it's it's, it's, it's a little, that'll get rid of malaria it's a little disrespectful to you know your your own just mentality. individual because you know you know your body you yeah. know what you're not capable of doing you know what you can do yeah and you know your fight you know what i mean yeah yeah. Like you can say hey look you know hey stay positive uh, i'll pray for you you know mm-hmm. like certain stuff you know like i, I like yeah. i got your back you know what i mean yeah um but to sell somebody it's your fault it's like you're manifesting this yeah no it's like legitimately insane like, Is, yeah like you know yeah that that's 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 a little too far actually yeah that it's like thanks no. well and because it, it's like i if you talk to anyone with now i'm just talking about autoimmune diseases forget it but it's like <laughs> well because you like for until you get diagnosed or like when you really feel like what's going on if you talk to anyone it's like you do feel a little crazy because mm-hmm. you're like i'm so tired and for a long time like me being tired, I equated with laziness. Mm. And I was like, I'm so late. Like, because I, I would hit walls where I was like, I have to take a nap. And I would be mm. like, instead of just going, you know what? I need a nap. My body needs to rest. That's fine. Let me take a nap. It's mm. like, I'm berating myself until I pass out. Where it's like, you piece of shit. You're so fucking lazy. You should be working. <laughs> so it's not even like a healthy kind of sleep. It's like, this uptight, like, I'm napping. <laughs> and you wake up and you're like, ah, I'm worthless. <laughs> you're tired after you wake up. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like people, it's, I, I think as a society, we're kind of conditioned not to listen to our bodies as much as we, whatever. Mm. Let's talk comedy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we started what? 2010? 2010. Yeah. What did, uh, if you could go back like into like 2010, mm-hmm. 
I don't even know if this is possible, but like, I would tell my girlfriend's not going to work. I would tell my, well, not even (laughs) tell you, but like, what did 2010 Jeremy think seven years later you'd be doing? You know, be uh, honest. 2010 Jeremy, um, there was a psychic that came into the haha one time. Uh, I love a good psychic. A bad. I love a bad psychic. I love psychics. Lance Lance Allen was there, and uh, it was funny because I, I remember it was. I, we probably all were there, but I just remember because the way Lance reacted. Did so he was, freak out? He's like, "Fuck this psychic. She's great." Like, no, well, no, he. Man, he'd either I, be like, "I don't get into that stuff," but he was really into it. Well, you see what happened. So it was just the open mic. Uh, I think it was Saturday, and the psychic goes. Um, she goes, uh, she she tells her first joke, and you know, you know how many shitty comics that have weird things in there. Yeah. She tells her first joke, and it bombs, and then she goes, well, I'm not really a psychic. She goes, I'm mean, no, sorry, I'm not really a comedian. She says, I'm more of a psychic, and she said, I'm, I'm trying to do a set. I apologize, but she said, but People's my psychic ability is actually bothering me right now. She said, um, she goes, you, she and she points-, points straight to me. And I had my head down. I was actually in a bad mood like that. I was like, because <laughs> I was like arguing with my ex or something like that. I was, like, I was just like, you know, F everything. Especially back then, I was really like, you know, like F everything. And then she was like, she said, you're, she said, um, uh, you're going to be great. She goes, I feel, um, I feel, you know, you're going through something. And she says, uh, you're going to, she just kind of, I forgot everything she said. But <laughs> the last part where she says, and you're going to have a TV show uh, this time next year. Right on television, and I was like, I was, I was still in my whatever, like, cause like all everybody else was staring at her. She, uh, I was just like, my, my head was, down <laughs> like, like, and then my, she said, your aura is so huge, like everybody else is like small aura. She said, your aura is like, it's like invading my space. Oh wow! And then Lance stood up. He was like, y'all gonna have a TV show? <laughs> <laughs> he said, yo, it's the most and he was thing so ever. excited. He's like, oh my god, he's gonna have a TV show. That tells you who your true friends are. He's like pumped for your TV oh show. That's god. a psychic. Was, I, I was like, yo, I was like, yo, shut up, man. He's excited for your opportunities that a woman on stage is just man. Somebody like somebody I just met, and then uh, afterwards uh, we were talking. We were talking, and she was still trying to, you know, psychic me, and she was misfiring. She'll get some one thing right, one thing wrong, one thing right, one thing wrong, and then make the wrong thing right because that's what psychics do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, but somewhere down in there, I'm not gonna lie, I was really thinking about um, like that 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 sat with me, like the TV show thing. Were you so, like, oh my god, I'm gonna have a t- TV show in a year. No, I didn't think a year, but I really thought, you know, I have a TV show by now. I yeah. mean, before now, really. I thought I would have You thought you would have a TV show? show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And um, have have you been on TV? Uh, I've been on TV a few times, uh, but nothing really prominent. Uh, if anything, my, my biggest highlight, <laughs> I should say, what was my biggest highlight? I was it's on, fine. I was on uh, a Fuse, uh, Fuse show, uh, whatever. I was on a, a Nuvo TV. Uh, my Nuvo. biggest, I uh, also was in an NWA movie. Uh, pff, stupid. That, Back, that joke is so background. funny. By the way, <laughs> when you're like, I was, I played the in, and, and then, oh god. Well, the thing is, is that like I, I got hired as background, but honestly, half of LA got hired as background, as background. for the NWA movie. Well, yeah, I yeah. mean, of course they yeah. needed it's an yeah. LA show. I mean, yeah. I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was cool. Like, uh, it was, I mean, it was so easy to get casted in. Like, you know, like it was a lot of people in it. You know, and uh, they, the scene I was in, they kind of just breeze past it but i i feel like this i had, had an opportunity to actually do more yeah you know like because ice cube was like right there like you know <sighs> but i just you know you, you you decide like you'd be like am i gonna really 
sacrifice this because I was getting paid too. I was like, I'm gonna sacrifice this little thing for that. To try which, to like meet him or try to like oh, you just pitch my show. Over, I mean, I met him, I talked to him, but yeah, I just yeah. didn't want to overdo it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. Like, Yo, help me, you know? <laughs> <laughs> please. <laughs> but uh, yeah, um, what else? Well, even though that's a movie, it's not as TV. Uh, I did a, I did this thing for BuzzFeed, right? Yeah. That uh, <laughs> after BuzzFeed picked it up, it was like this. Uh, it was this thing of uh, men wear police uniforms, and um, yeah. So uh, the thing is, they mixed my opinions with other people's opinions, mm. and uh, my opinions they weren't necessarily the safest, but it was still <laughs> my opinions. Like I was, I didn't make it a deep thing. They, yeah. they we put on a cop uniform. And they say, "Hey, Jeremy, would you ever consider being a cop?" And I was like, "No." And I say, "Why?" I was like, "I'm, t- I'm too talented." I'm too talented. You know, I was like, what does that mean? I was like, I'm too talented at too many other things. Like, yeah, if I didn't do comedy, I would uh, yeah, play I, piano. I <laughs> if I didn't play piano, I would do art. I mean, it's just it's other things I'm good at. Yeah, you're like, like why you, would I be a cop? Cop, to me, is a, was a, was more of a job. You know well, that's I mean? like, like, yeah, people out of high school who like, don't know what they want to do. Yeah. Or like military who's like, well, what do I do now? Yeah, yeah. and, and no, no offense to those people, but that's just like you. They, it's a the, nine to five. The question was, would you consider being a cop? And that was my answer, you know? And I uh, also told a story of an interaction I had with a cop, and that was it. You know what I mean? Which I, it's part of my bit. You know, I, yeah. I say it, I say it, it's pretty plain. That was with Lance, right? Huh? Was that with Lance? Yeah. That, well, okay. Well, I was the, like, the, or wait, the, does the some... other the other the other oh, part, the other part. okay? Yeah. So, I was like, wait, it was you that told me the story, or does someone have the exact same story about Lance? <laughs> so um, I was like, <laughs> Lance is just doing this with multiple people. He just keeps getting pulled over. <laughs> Yo, Lance, he's he's been like front row while I've told that joke. That's he's so like, funny. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so um, but yeah, Fox News picked up the story, and uh, they used my face as the thumbnail. <laughs> on, on, on oh my television. god, you've been on Fox News. I was on Fox News, so that's that's the other part of that joke, oh, which yeah, is yeah. also true. And that's uh, so funny. <laughs> but they were going in. They go like, oh, these these beta male bloggers, uh, you know, said uh said uh don't be quick to call the police when you, you get your man purse stolen from a uh you know a threatening person whatever and that's just so that's funny fox news shit i've ever heard yeah, whatever the, the dude he's he's a piece of crap like he's he's a real piece of crap like you know like i'm to me he's like he's a wannabe uh bill o'reilly but he doesn't have the experience to be yeah bill. yeah you know he's the type of person tells a joke laugh his own jokes nobody laughs so he shuts up <laughs> i mean yeah and it's like you know i i wish i was uh more you know famous to you to, to rebuttal because I actually did prepare a rebuttal but it just didn't, it didn't, didn't you didn't get to do it or whatever focus on comedy I'll do that later but it was yeah. kind of funny though but that's actually like my biggest because I was in Chicago I went to Chicago and I did the factory after like right after that yeah and uh, I, I was telling the joke and this lady was like oh my god I recognize that's <laughs> oh, so funny Fox News that's oh my, my biggest god. credit it's Fox News it's like a thing that you would never that was probably so was that your biggest surprise so far so like is there, is there anything that you've done that you're like surprised you've done that you're like oh like not good or bad but just like i never would have pictured myself doing i don't know like 2010 you would be like oh i can't believe i got to do this is it or is it the fox news thing uh surprise i don't know i mean i would say kind of more so the organization part where you know like running multiple shows and yeah. booking across the country I, reason why i didn't imagine it because you know, I'm I'm pretty sure you probably thought like this too. You kind of expect somebody to come do that stuff for you. Well, it's like yeah, you just yeah. when you're starting out, you think, oh, I'll get a manager or an agent, and then smooth sailing. Like someone's yeah. just gonna scoop you up and be like, you think one person is gonna like, yo, you got the spark, kid. You're, you're gonna, gonna be like, somebody. And there know, are people who they get say like, that, but then they don't help you. Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> you, know, you got it, kid. You got it, kid. I had a uh, shitty manager for like the first three years, and I didn't know they were shitty because I didn't know what managers did. And then I talked with, to other people, and I was like, "You're not with the same person." 
Oh my God, no. <laughs> uh, not only did I leave that guy, but he responded by being like, yeah, I was going to say the same thing in an email. Oh, and then asshole. he told all of his clients that he dropped me. Oh, he's a dick. And I only know that because I ran into one of them at, I went to the improv when they were doing uh, last comic standing auditions. Mm-hmm. And a couple of my friends were on, so I was like going to support, whatever. And uh, st- uh, one of the there. one of the comics or that guy I guess he was also there but didn't Steve and he's like man it's too bad he dropped you you know I was like you could be on the showcase and I was like excuse me <laughs> the one thing he did right yeah I was like, <laughs> I was like well not 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 even no not like excuse me I could be on the showcase I I didn't care mm-hmm. but I was like I'm sorry did you do you think he dropped me and he's like yeah he told me that and I was like why. A manager shouldn't be saying that anyways, but also then I realized there was a bunch of people he had worked with in the past that to me, he's like, yeah, you know, I quit working with them. They just uh, had a bad attitude. It was like not working out or whatever. And I was like, in, in retrospect then, I was like, oh, they all left him. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing is, um, you know, that's what I try to tell people to focus on because, you know, like whether you've been through, you know, whether you and a friend kind of stop talking or you go through a breakup or something like that, the only thing that heals that sadly is success. Yeah. You know what I mean, because when you are more successful, whatever grudge you have, like uh, the, 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 you scenario, let it go. Yeah. The scenario I always set up is I go like, uh, say you and, um, you and a family member you get into and you're like, I'm never talking to them again. And then you find out the next day that they hit the lottery and they won like a million dollars. You're like, hey, Hey. Oh. You know what? I don't know. Still it's not bro- talking to you, though. Yeah. <laughs> but congratulations. Bye. Can I have some money? <laughs> no. I think about that, too, because it's like, uh, I, I don't know if you think about that. Was he, was your dad in the picture? He was, right? You're, you like in, growing up? Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere. Well, I think about this because like, my dad was for a little while and then he like bounced. But like, mm-hmm. what is worse? Getting famous and having someone like that come back around. Mm-hmm. All this, oh, all of a sudden you care. Mm-hmm. Or getting famous to a point that you're like, they must know I'm famous and they still don't come around. Um, I think... Uh, like both, what hurts worse? I think both Jay-Z and Eminem went through that. Yeah? Uh, I, I, think, I don't think Eminem ever met his dad, but I know Jay-Z did. Um, I mean, what hurts worse... Because it's like if you had someone that's like, oh, success, success heals everything. But then it's like, well, you want the person to care you're successful. Or do you just have satisfaction knowing I didn't need them to be successful? I say for me personally, like, you know, because when I, when I was growing up, my dad was like. Um, Whether it's very, dad, ex. I use yeah, my dad, but like yeah. ex, whatever. My, my dad was in and out. So, um, you know, at a certain point, I feel like, uh, you know. You know, you chicken or the egg. You know, I became more of the uh, elusive person. Yeah. Uh, in the relationship, so uh, you know, as far as people coming around, I mean, you know, exes anybody. Like, uh, you know, it's not about whether it hurts or not. Uh, it's kind of more of a. I mean, I don't know. It depends on the person you are. Like, are you like, are you okay? Like, what satisfies you? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Because can you can you miss what wasn't there? Yeah. Well, you that's the mean? thing too. Is that it's like. I imagine there are people who a thing that continues to drive them to be more successful is something where they're like, be it family member, ex, old mm-hmm. coworker, old manager, where they're like, I'll show them. I think there are a lot of people attempting comedy that oh, are like, definitely. I'm, you know, like losers in high school or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like, as, as a lot of us were like very weird in high school, middle mm-hmm. school, where they're like, I'm going to show everybody. Yeah. And for me, that doesn't drive me at all. Like none of my hard work is like, wait till they see who I've become. Mm-hmm. I but think I, there's a time limit on that. Yeah. I mean, you can, you, 
if even if it's even if it is real, you mm-hmm. know, uh, after a while, it's like, uh, you know, even okay. If let's let's say like maybe let's just say if it's ten years, even though I think even that's absurd. Yeah. All right, ten years, you're somebody, right? Yeah. And they go, oh, I'm glad you're somebody. Okay, cool. You know, and it's like you know, if now you you could take it too far where you're like, I don't know. Have you ever seen Antoine Fisher? <laughs> uh, not since like back then. Yeah. I don't know why I laughed so hard. <laughs> that was like a weird thing to laugh at. It was at. a random Well, because I was like, and then I started thinking about like, yeah, I've seen it and I shouldn't be laughing. Uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a sad moment in the movie, but I just, I feel like it was a moment was too much. It was a moment where his, his, uh, his, his grandmother used to treat him as, I guess, adopted grandmother, uh, used to treat him like real bad and his aunt used to molest him. Right. Oh yeah. You know, when he was a kid, God. Well, he grew up and be this, you know, be a very successful man or whatever. So he went back to go visit them and you know, he, I mean, there was like no contact for years. Yeah. So he finally goes back and he brings his girlfriend or wife or whatever. And you know, he comes and he's like, you know, really, it was really, at first it was really subtle and nice. And, yeah. You know, and he's talking, but he's being awkward around them. And then, uh, he started going into digging into the past. Yeah. And then it was like, no, that's not what happened. He was like, he goes, it's my time now. It's my time. Yeah. Like, you know, and he's not wrong, but you see this, you know, this very physically fit grown man yelling at these two elderly ladies. Yeah. And it's kind of like, yo, dude, that speech was a little too late for me. Yeah. Well, it's Cause just it's like, you, well, because it's weird because like situations like that, it's like, do you ever feel like I wonder if a person ever feels redeemed? Because there is the like one part where like, you get successful. Like, I feel like I'm doing well. And I, and there is this like realization that like, Oh, you know, stuff, bad stuff happens. And like, you know, I, I don't know if it's like media portrayal or just like the story you tell yourself where you're like, this will affect me in a way that like, you know, it's like, I, th- I think people, I don't know about you, but like any half the struggles I've had, I didn't even know were quote struggles until I said them to someone else. And they were like, Oh my God. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Same here. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, I guess, you know, at a certain point when you reach whatever, you know, whatever success means to you, you go like, Oh, I, I was fine without mm-hmm. that person. I think the hindsight is worth more yeah. than the satisfaction of, you know, the revenge. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's like, okay, I overcame that. You know, the fact a lot, for me, as long as the people know that it happened, that's yeah. good enough for me. I don't need to see their reactions. I yeah. don't need to one up them. I just, you know, it's kind of like, because you know people whatever happened to insert blank and you know let's just say they're driving on the street and they see you on a billboard it's like okay that's good enough for me yeah i don't care what happens after that they can literally yeah. hit, a, hit a truck and die i don't care I just, <laughs> I just you know that's enough for me and i don't need to know it happened just the idea that it could happen that's like i say i don't i don't you know you don't have to seek it all the way out it's just you know you're it's like what are your legacy what do you want to leave behind you yeah. know and even though these few people may affect us uh, it's the whole you know you have the whole rest of the world that you should be trying to influence or you know if you're positive if you're a positive person yeah and you're like, like trying to uplift people then like who cares and I, also try to prevent those issues whatever happened from happening to other people if possible yeah for sure yeah. that's so interesting okay so so you thought for sure by like by now 2010 yeah. you thought for sure you'd have a a TV show yeah yeah <laughs> and uh all right cool um, I get it. I don't know where I thought I'd be. I was but. Say, what, did you, what did you think? That's what I was going to say. You know, I think 2010 me still thought I would do 
something like Saturday Night Live or like. Yeah, you loved uh, Chris Farley. I love. I I mean, I still love Chris Farley, yeah. and like, I love like physical comedy. But the more I did, and don't get me wrong, I still love that. I would mm-hmm. still like, but it's, I've just gotten away from characters and like I you know I do funny silly things on stage I think where I kind of go into little voices but like there definitely is a, a another route where like you can pursue other avenues that probably make it more helpful or easier not easier it's never going to be fucking easy to do something like my god Saturday Night Live but like things that would be more beneficial to like if I wanted to harness that but that's not to say that I would ever be like oh, no I'm I'm beyond that. Mm. I don't want your petty Saturday night life. You know, like, or, or you know, what your sketch comedy series or mm. whatever the fuck. But like, the more I did stand up, the more I just was like, all I want to do is stand up. And I've constantly been in this. It's this battle of, because when I say this, like, I want to be clear that I'm not like just turning my nose up at non stand up opportunity. I'm not like go fuck yourself, but mm-hmm. I've just put all of my energy into stand up. Mm-hmm. But also knowing that in order to become get to the level where it becomes easy to get booked or like I can reach more people. Mm-hmm. It's like you have to do something else, like get a credit or get right, of course. be seen on something else. Mm-hmm. So it's like there's always this in the back of my mind like I should also work on something else. But then the rest of me, that's like, I just need to get on stage. Well, there's to me, I don't think it matters which ladder you climb, but you definitely want to have the experience of the background. Yeah. You know, um, you know, cause I I don't think, uh, improv is necessarily easy. You know what I mean? For sure. But, um, absolutely not. Or sketch comedy in general, you know, which is like, I think then I, I pictured myself, doing more of that like oh yeah. i'm gonna go to ucb i'm gonna like get right, involved right, right. in groundlings and then i just kind of didn't yeah like i started to and then i like didn't really invest in it mm-hmm. i don't know what i thought i'd be doing i did i do know that like it was a goal of mine the comedy store is a thing that i was like i want to be a regular at the comedy store mm-hmm. so that's been cool i just feel like once you climb it doesn't matter which ladder you climb but once you get to the top you you kind of I feel like everything's open to you. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Well, it's like yeah, if you can like find your way to get up there and then because like I'm sure like you know it, like even the route you're going, you know what I mean? Because you're 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 pretty respected, you know, as a first option when it comes to female comics. Oh, thanks. That people, I mean, you know, you did it, I didn't. Uh, <laughs> Anyways, you know, people. I mean, people really respect you in that way. So let's just say. For some reason, Lauren Michaels happens to be at the comedy store, and they're like, "Yo, who, you know, like, oh, well, you know, I, you know, I want, I want, you know, the hottest uh, woman here, you know." And let her just say he sees you performing. You know what I mean? He's not gonna say, you know, like, oh, you know, I only want people that's had groundlings at UCB. Yeah, he's gonna be like, "Yo, you know, you're hot." You know what I mean? It's because you actually took time to develop your craft, and you know, preparation means opportunity. You know? What yeah. I mean? So I don't feel like you're gonna miss. I feel like you're going to get everything that's meant for you. You're not going to miss any opportunity. You know, I don't, I, I just don't think people should operate their actions off of fear. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like literally the, the, the preparation steps. Cause you're going to, I mean, you're still in the field of comedy. Well, yeah. It's like, you're just working. You, as long as you're working hard, I think. I just, well, and that's just to say that like now I don't, I'm, I'm very happy with where I am Mm -hmm. knowing that like there's going to be more, but like, 
I just back then thought I want like wanted to do other things like more like I wanted to be heavier into like doing sketches and like I love sketches now but like I'm not going to take time away from my stand up for them mm. you know like I'll write them as they come but I'm not like and if if the if the right opportunity came where like the right group of people or the right you know show and it's like we're doing something like that yeah I would love to but like I'm not gonna like cut my stand-up writing in half mm-hmm. just to like try to start by myself ground zero like let me i don't know I barring someone asking me to write right. sketches or whatever i would love to see what would come out of you like once you get once people once you know hollywood realizes <laughs> you know what type of star they have on their hand with you what would oh. you what will you create like what like you know like what you know, because it's kind of interesting. Like, um, like Kevin Hart is actually one of the few people who literally he does whatever he wants to. Or Which least, is amazing. At, well, at least what it, it seems. Because I do remember, I think he had a pilot like maybe a few years ago that didn't make it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, he's he seemed like he's the guy who's actually carrying through with uh, his certain promises. Like, he pretty much got his own Comedy Central Presents on Comedy Central called, like, The Next Level. Yeah. He's giving comic specials. And then he had, like, Heart of the City. Where he's, like, spotlighting comic, which I love. I yeah. love that he's, like doing that because that was always a thing i feel like we used to talk about that bit back then too where it's like like when i get on not to be like what am i a fucking rapper when i get on (laughs) but like i like it was just that like oh if i get there first Mm -hmm. i want to make sure everyone knows about my friends Mm -hmm. that hasn't changed yeah the mentality of I want to make sure people know about my still part of my home even if even it it doesn't mean like you guys are so family to me that no matter what, like, I don't care what happens, like, I will always return back to the idea of, yo, like, like, say if, if say if, uh, you know, you know, number one comedy special and all that stuff, everything's popping, then the next project is going to be something with my, my home, my home friends. Like, yeah, like the original. Because I just, I, I believed, especially back then, I believed in you guys so much. Like, I was just like, oh, man, like, I can see. I can see Jessica having her own TV show. I can see, I can see what, it, like, to the point where I would, I would, like, I was, I gave you a tag, you know what I mean? And I remember I was like, cause I could hear you saying it. Yeah. Like, I didn't even think it was like funny for me. I was just like, it wasn't something like I was like, oh man, I want that bit or I can make that bit better. I just was like, was it the Gary Coleman? Yeah. I was like, that's, <laughs> I was like, I'm surprised she didn't say that. I'm like, yo, I, I feel like it was like a dream or something, and like you said oh, it. And what I'm a like, great. You know, but yeah, it's Great like tech. you, I was, I was so invested in my friends back then that, you know, it was like the really like, not only cause it's one thing to like, sometimes it, there are days where it's like hard to have the energy to believe in yourself where you're just like, uh, where it's like, it's not that I've, I've never been like, I'm not, I shouldn't be, I've never, never once have I been like, I'm not built for this or like, I'm not good enough to do stand up comedy. But there are days where I'm just like, you're, I'm definitely just like, head down, do the work, just keep going instead of being, cause there was days where you're like bright eyed and you're like, this, this is getting me somewhere. Look at, look where I've come. Look at this. When, and some days where you're just like, just keep, I mean, not to be like finding Nemo, but like, just keep swimming. Like, we're just, like, <laughs> I just have to get up, just get up. And then I'll feel better. Like, uh-huh. I, like where it is like, let me not, Cause you know, like when, I don't know when you, if you, if like getting depressed and stuff, we're like, I'm just gonna stay in bed and be like, if I just get up, if I just like go yeah. to the mic, but like, boy, did I just derail my thought. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess there always has been that mentality of like, just like back then, it was just like, 
It's so funny because then you wonder, because I genuinely can point to like almost everyone in that group mm-hmm. where I like still think like, yeah, I still like firmly believe that this person is super talented and I still mm-hmm. like talk, I talk you up to everybody. I talk about like Matt mm-hmm. Jones and like Lance and then mm-hmm. like I, I with, with Matt, I, I mock him sometimes, but I, you know, I, I genuinely believe I was like, man, you should have, I said, I feel like maybe God was preventing you from being some superstar when you were a kid because you would have been coked out and been like, yeah, because you would have gone like on a bender and died. Like you had, <laughs> I, I stand by the fact that like Matt had or maybe even has like a few like personal lessons. I mm. nobody knows what those are, but mm. Matt, but like things to figure out before mm. something pops because Matt is like so unique and He's silly and like extremely talented, extreme hilarious. Like, you know, He's like piss your pants funny, and then yeah. you don't see someone for a while, and it's like. You know, like seeing Mac go up again. I saw him for the first time a couple months ago. I remember thinking, because you know, you go like, you have these moments of like, well, were we all as hilarious as I thought? Or was it just like this like deluded? Because you're like, is every group yeah, of yeah. friends at that level is probably walking around like, we're all the shit and we're all going to make it or whatever. But like seeing Mac go up, I was like doubling over and being like, yes, holy fuck, Matt Jones. Mm. I miss watching this. And then like seeing you last night, just being like, like, what it was then times a thousand. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Cause it's like, you've grown and it's just going like, Oh my God. Yes. My hilarious friend. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? You're like, it is this like almost like self validation too, where you're like, yeah, I was right all along. <laughs> they are hilarious. <laughs> and as, as if like, it's like, no one's arguing that. What am yeah, I? Like? Yeah. But, but it is, I mean, even this is like such a small thing. Like I'm not at a point of like, everyone gets a special, but I, I am at a point in some places where it's like, well, let me get you in front of this club owner yeah. or like at least get you like I can in brief moments, like get people stage time. And I always like whenever I can like suggest someone or bring someone, it's like for me, honestly, I mean, I, I know I told you this before, but it's like, I just like the, like the opportunity to perform with you in a professional setting that was outside of LA. Like I, I jumped at that. Like I was just like, cause I was thinking like, you know, like, cause actually at the time, you know, my grandma had passed and Aww. I was actually trying to, I was like, I don't know what was going on. Cause I, I had, I was planning things out, but I was like, eh, I don't know if that's going to work. You know, I'm here now. I don't know if I'm going to be able to buy another ticket towards that way, but whatever. But then I was just like, it, no lie. It stayed with me. Like I was going to sleep and wake up like, I want to perform with Jessica. <laughs> Pretty cool. I was like, wow. I said, I'll do it for free. I don't care. I'll do it for free. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, I would have never made you do it for free. <laughs> yeah. But you, but, but the thing was like, you know. But I, I knew like, it wasn't enough money too that I was like, hey, are you going to, that's why I was like, well, I are you going to be out there? Like, well, that's what I, I felt like the opportunity had gone away. That's why I was like, I would literally, that's why it really what made me say, like, I really just wanted to perform, you know, with you. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm like, you know, cause I guess there's a, there's a, there's this professional, uh, barely professional, but professional <laughs> businessman in me. And then there's still that kid in me. Um, the 2010 me. It's like, holy shit, I'm at a club with my friends. Yeah, like, we're, our, like just going, like, being on, watching you on stage last night and then getting on stage and then being like, and, and like, you're doing your act in the back of my head. I'm like, oh my God, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it. Like, we did the thing that we're like, wouldn't it be crazy if we went on tour? I mean, remember when you went to fucking, we all packed in a car and drove to Dallas for stand up for oh, diversity and like slept on the side. One minute, one minute. <laughs> we drove clear across the country. And for one Buddy minute. is like, why am I here? <laughs> I'm white man. I'm a white man. <laughs> this is the dumbest decision I've ever made. And I was like, you're, you're different. And then it's like, yeah, this was dumb. But like, 
Just that. Well, the like, joke back then was that if you were a straight, if you were a straight mate, white men, then you should pretend to be gay. Yeah. Just for the diversity part. Well, it's but, just like <laughs> be. Just don't mention anything about sexuality and like. But but now they they actually open it up to everybody. It's not diversity. It's like just stand just up oh yeah, NBC. stand up NBC, yeah. which ho- hopefully they're still like looking for diversity is really, but just so white men can't complain. But like, <laughs> not that not that white man shouldn't get in front of them, but like that whole thing arose because it's like mm. well you're like. Of course. There wasn't enough attention to diversity in that that it's like there are so many people out there that you're not even looking at. We'll give you diversity. You just got to work really, really hard for it. Drive yeah. clear across the country. <laughs> well, it's like, one minute, what the fuck? But like, that's how, and, and now I'm like, well, oh, 30 minutes to get to a show. I don't know. You know, it's like, yeah, yeah. Mm, like, I'll get, like, I have a friend that runs a spot in Manhattan Beach and he always asked me to do it. And I, it's a fun room. And I always say yes. But in the back of my mind before, I'm like, I don't know. Have you done comedy and magic yet? No, he doesn't like me. Are you serious? Well, I don't know if he doesn't I'm like not, me. You, that's the first like bad report I've ever heard. I know that when I first sent things to him, way before I had any business sending anything to him, uh-huh. I was too dirty for him. But I don't know. I have decided in my mind, as we do, with no yeah. fucking feedback whatsoever, yeah. that he just doesn't like me. <laughs> And I also have made no effort to contact him in like two years. So I don't. How about we go down? I haven't done it either, but I, I was like, that's like the club. I don't I've never gone there. That's what I'm saying. I think we should just go down there. Let's do it. Let's go down there. Because, I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about that club. No, I mean, everyone talks about it great, but I also, I have heard that. This is such a dumb thing for me to say because I know that I, especially for showcase sets, but like, I don't have to be dirty to be funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't want dirty, I can just not do dirty. Yeah, I mean, you got plenty of you did. I have, you did yeah, fifty five minutes last night. Not, not all of it was dirty. Yeah, no, I, I think even probably more than half of it was. Yeah, I mean, once you start talking about your, yourself, you know, like that. I mean, but the dirty stuff you have is really dirty, but it's funny. Well, it's like I, and I don't know if it's me trying to be like I'm not just a dirt. Like it's not just dirty. Like I want to believe it has like a point, but like who cares? Maybe it's just dirty funny, but like, man, you know, we're working, man. Like as long as the people are actually enjoying it and it's not, it's not disgusting. Cause what I tell people, I say, it's not, it's also to me, it's like be as dirty as you want. If there's punchlines, if it's funny, Mm -hmm. I'm not into, and I see a lot of this and, and it's like, sometimes it's people who are newer and they're just figuring out their voice. But like, I don't personally care for dirty for the sake of shock value. Mm -hmm. Like when you're just like, Oh, describing cum coming out of a pussy or something you know like some d- yeah. disgusting just for the sake of being like i'm edgy mm-hmm. which some people are into that and god bless you if you do that but like i love dirty but it also has to have like a a rhythm or a punchline for me mm-hmm. i know with me i'm i'm i realize i'm harsh but i'm not gross you know what i mean it, like like you know like I, i'll say something very bluntly yeah, out there, and you kind of do what you want with it. But you know. I've never heard you say anything where I was like, "This is gross." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not. You know, I'll, I'll cringe up. I'll, you know, ugh, you know, it's like, just like you said, describing come, you know, coming out like, mm, nah. Yeah, know, it, it actually took me a while to start like writing like sex jokes. Like, yeah, well, it took me a while to stop. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it was like I had to like because well, people go like, I think the default, and I think this is like some sort of like writer elitism where people, and I've heard it out of the mouths of people who I know a hundred percent that I'm like, you are afraid of your own sexuality. Mm. And that's not me projecting, like justifying my material. There are times when I do that, but there are people that I'm like, you don't know how to talk about your own sexuality. So Mm -hmm. you're judging other people because Mm. they can. And that is not always the case, Mm -hmm. but there is this like elitism with some people where they think if they 
just blanket assume that if you write dirty jokes that you're not that funny or that you're not that good of a writer that it's like oh you have to be dirty to be funny so i took two years where i was like for myself Mm -hmm. refused to write maybe it was one year like write dirty jokes Mm because i was like i'm gonna do clean jokes because i know i'm funny and i just want to make sure other people know that yes me talking about sucking a dick is fucking hilarious Mm -hmm. but i don't have to talk about sex to be hilarious Mm It was most, it was for me, but it was, it's like, and then I hit a point where I was like, cause I was so rigidly like refusing to be dirty for like a, sm- a period of time where then I was like, I'm also like, I was like, wait, I write the reason I originally wrote dirty jokes is like, I'm a dirty person. <laughs> I, I talk about that mm-hmm. shit all the time. So I'm like, well, avoiding it is also not being true to who I am. Uh-huh. So it's like, because to me, that's like, you fucking look at like Bill Cosby shaming people for cursing mm. and then raping women. It's like, you should have been writing jokes about raping women. <laughs> Whereas like, I mean, it's horrible. He shouldn't have been doing anything. He shouldn't have been raping women. But like, <laughs> like but if you're, I'm you're, a dirty person, truth, you know, well, yeah, it's like, it there, and, you know. and that everyone's comedy is different and you don't have to be vulnerable and honest to be funny. You can be yeah. silly. You can be what, but to me, what I want to do is be honest. I yeah. want to be myself. That's funny you you said that because uh, there was a guy I ran into this guy who was uh, telling me, you know, what it is to be a stand up comic. And what he said was right. What he said was very beautiful, very moving. And I said I even think I fit under that that, that spectrum. Yeah. But it's not true at all. <laughs> <laughs> it's not true. Like yo, as a comic, your job is to make people laugh. That's yeah. it. It's your not... only requirement. Everything else you put on yourself. Yeah, that you know is I mean? like on us. It's like yeah. at the end of the day, like if you want to just be a, a roving speaking artist okay but that's like i also like this is my full-time job and like the audience doesn't care how beautiful my story is if they don't fucking laugh yeah like it's like i have to get a paycheck right right right. people gotta be invested but you know the whole the whole uh dick joke controversy thing is if you look at all your greatest stand-ups the greatest stand-up specials uh yeah the start the the beginning is very moving touching and beautiful and the last like it's just like (laughs) crazy fucking like yeah it's like it's gonna there's a dick in every great special uh towards the end it's (laughs) all you know and and, and, because it's like like people think about that shit it's like how are you gonna go an hour talking about your personal life you're not gonna mention fucking at all if you're asexual all right I, I buy it yeah but it's, it's a part of the human experience and if you like it's like the like reason said, we exist you, if it makes you feel uncomfortable then it's probably it's definitely on your end yeah not the world you know it's the most common thing you know like yeah i mean of course they could be gross but gross is still a part of entertainment yeah. you can't ju- judge a person uh like the type of person they are off of you know what they talk about like necessarily on stage like as if like oh that's oh, all they are yeah they you know just you just all you are is some you know gross you know you know talking about cum. now you ever since you say come coming out of pussy that's like <laughs> that's, your, that's like a reference <laughs> well, no it's like even like people who judge like a woman oh what are you gonna talk about your vagina mm-hmm. oh like mm-hmm. yeah fuck you it's a mm-hmm. huge part of who i am i get like for like other comics especially to reduce like a woman to like oh what are you oh you did a joke about your vagina which is mm-hmm. it's like yeah you're gonna reduce me to that anyway yeah at the end of the day i'm oh pretty good for a comedian with a vagina <sighs> don't get me started um you know yeah. and you you know this the truth is the first like i don't know because it depends on the person but the first like like anywhere between you know two seconds to five minutes the the common person especially the guys they're analyzing 
the type of chick, how she looks. Yeah. You know, and if she's worth even listening to. Yeah. You know, then after that, they start accepting the information that you're spewing. Yeah. So, you know, and, and it sucks. It really Which is shitty, suck. but like. It sucks for, for, you know, women to, so, you know, because even like, say you're funny, it's like, are you funny because you're funny or are you funny because you're a female comic? Which sucks. Yeah. It definitely sucks. Well, it's like, and it's, the women are like, though. you walk a fine line with women in the audience because it's like, especially talking about sex or anything, mm-hmm. if they feel somehow threatened by you mm-hmm. like if if they perceive you as more confident or especially like if they think you're prettier than they are and they're there on a date and then they're like oh my god is my date like thinking about her mm-hmm. which like i hope is you know it's like it's, it's not really an issue but like from a biological standpoint we're supposed to feel that way like yeah. you're like as much as people like women are so catty and it's like i wish they were less but it makes sense that there's a little of that. Like, yeah, well, yeah, that's that's the thing that the instinct to go, ah, something. But then, so then, like doing something that makes them feel like this is my friend. Uh-huh. Like that, like, and, and none of I've nothing I've ever written is like, I gotta let them know that I'm their friend, and their boyfriends don't want to fuck. I've never like gone into that, but mm-hmm. it's like, I think well, what it, I like about- that perception coming across eases. I don't know. What I like about you is when you you're telling your story. And it gets it gets people, but you know, also women on board. You know what I mean? Um, as opposed to you know, pandering where you go. Am I right, ladies? Am yeah. I right, ladies? Come on, ladies. Men suck. Am I right? Like, you know, like you know, you're just telling your story, and they they get on board. Yeah. You know? And that's something actually I had to learn too. Uh, you know, with you know, like because I think there's a certain level of insecurity that comes with like, oh, let me get them on my side. They'll trust me. But yeah. it's like, yo, if you're, if you're genuinely not a shitty person yeah. and you just tell your truth, people get on board naturally. Yeah, they can, they, people yeah. can feel, feel when someone's authentic. It's the same reason why like when you see someone uh, doing sex jokes for the sake of, oh, this is what you're supposed to do or like I need to be edgy. If they're not like that, you can mm. see it. Mm-hmm. You ever like or not? And sex jokes is just the example I used, but yeah. it's like if that isn't who you are, people can see that you're uncomfortable with mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Where it's like if you're just being yourself and doing the best version of yourself, yeah. And like you said, you're not a bad person. Because mm-hmm. also, if you're like trying to be friendly, but like the fact that you're a shitty person resonates out of you, people, oh, people like you can be as funny as you want, but like. Unless you're like the best, people are going to be like, I don't fucking care. I just didn't like them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've heard people be like, I, I guess their jokes were okay, but like, I hated them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, like I said, harsh, but not gross. Yeah. You know, because I mean, gross, and which gross can be accepted. Well, know? yeah, it's but like sometimes you turn, that's like, uh, for example, uh, Eric Andre, right? Yeah, yeah. I love him to death. He's uh, hilarious. He's so like, great. He's hilarious. But, you know, uh, I, I, I was hanging with him and I posted it online, right? And then, People, I was getting all these this feedback like, oh, that dude's a weirdo. Oh, or yo, that dude, he's annoying or he's disgusting, all this stuff. And I'm like, but what did he do to you? You know, and it's yeah, like, it's like, like, who cares? It's like, he just does too much. He does too much. Yo, he's one of the nicest guys. Yeah. Well, it's also but, just like the internet culture. Like, yeah. then just don't watch. Yeah. There's but, so many options. But they can't help. They can't help it. It's just, but like I was saying last night, you know, any a reaction is still counts as a vote you know what yeah I mean? like the fact that people want to chime in you know yeah if people tune in to hate watch you a network just sees that as like people are watching yeah, yeah exactly like but, but it's just it's just hilarious to me because yeah he's he's gross 
but it's funny, legit funny. It's so funny. You know, like he's like, you know, I man, I mean, I'm fucking hysterical. I remember first time I watched the show, and I was thinking like, yo, what the hell is this? I think like on the first episode, he like burned his whole setup, <laughs> <laughs> which I was like, yo, that's hilarious. He's amazing. <laughs> but then once I caught up to the format, I was like, oh, this is sick. Like, yo, because it's like you know, that's another thing too with writing. Because I, I know you're working on a project. You know, it's like you want to do. You want to do your version of what's out there, but you also want to break the mold and want to and, do something be, different. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, he found that different thing. Yeah, you know, and it works. Yeah, <sighs> we're all just looking for that different thing. What is your? Uh, what do you think? Like f- five years from now, should we do five years? Should we do one year? Five years? Let's do five. Let's, Let's do five. Uh, what does? I'm 29 now, so that would definitely take me into the maybe 34. <sighs> That's weird. Sweet, sweet 30s. Okay, so, all right. Um, well, you know what? I made a big kick to be more responsible. Like, like this is a legit. Now, this, this isn't like twenty five. I'm about to be more responsible. Yeah, I'm about <laughs> to. I'm about to move out of this radio station. <laughs> <laughs> this is, uh, you know, uh, good credit and such. You know, like, like you know that. You know, I want. Oh, good for you. I'm like at a standstill with my. I got sued by one of my student loans, and I'm like, you can't take blood from a stone. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I just got, I just got tired of. I'm actually because of like situations like my credit and stuff. I just accepted that, like, uh, to the to the world, like. I'm a bad person, so I just never even thought to That's look up. It's not even up. to the yeah. world. That's just to a creditor. My but, favorite but, thing to do with student loans is being like, is answering them and being like, "Hi, I'm going to start this off by telling you I don't give a fuck about my credit score. <laughs> what do you got?" And they're like, I, ugh, "You should, you should care." And I'm like, "I don't." <laughs> it's like I'm not going to buy a house. Fuck you. But it's not just like paying bills late and all that stuff. You know, I've always been lived that lifestyle. Yeah. So now I'm just like, you know, I'm going to get on top of know, it, whatever. You know, but I've always kind of, I've kind of held my head, held my head down so bad. That, you know, when it comes to that type of stuff, like people are like, oh, why don't you get this? Or why don't you apply for this apartment? I'm like, oh, I'll never get it. Now I've checked my credit score and I realized it wasn't that bad. I was like, what? Oh. Oh. You just thought, you just assumed. And you're like, I never, I, I never, I never applied like, for Like there were things card. you were like, that's not for me. Yeah. I just accepted this lower level of poverty. <laughs> when I was like, did you go to, did you go to college? Uh, briefly. That wasn't like a, are you dumb? That was like, do you have student loans? Like, I just so we're clear. That wasn't like, did you even go to college? <laughs> I had a very small student loan, and you paid it off. I refused to pay off. Oh, but the, they, the, my tax, my, my income tax paid for it because they. Oh no, that's what I'm in a standstill. But like, yeah, I never get my. I make money back on my taxes, and uh, I don't get it. But uh, like, you get that letter that says uh, federal <laughs> government. Yeah, <laughs> they don't even tell you how much. Yeah, <laughs> like, I was oh. like, yeah, well, that's not enough. So take that for the rest of your life, pussies. <laughs> We mailed a check to ourselves and then yeah. <laughs> we put it back in. This goes to Jessica. Turn yeah. around. And they're like, no, you never see it. <laughs> well, yeah, no. And I, uh, the tax act or whatever I used this year, my mom does it, but she, you know, signs up for it. It's like mm. the normal process is that they like take the money you owe them out of whatever your return is. Mm. But I didn't get a return. They don't see that check. It goes straight to the government. So then all of a sudden, like, $200 went out of my account for them. And I was like, what is this? <laughs> like, this is, I didn't authorize this. And then I was like, oh, I did what? All right, never mind. My <laughs> uh, <I> stand corrected. <laughs> okay, wait, wait 30, I, d- yeah, I derailed you. That's all good. 34. So you're um, being more responsible. Yeah, being more responsible. Uh, five-year goal. Like yeah. just, you can overshoot. It's fine. It's, no, no, five years is, is solid uh, for me. I mean, honestly, um, I think I'm still like treading water 
and certain things that I, I will be like more solidified in. Like, uh, you know, I want to, of course, you know, having a TV show for me or any other project. Like, I actually have the confidence to to uh, push projects now that I never. I that never you never. Had do you before. have like a a big? It's always when people. I hate this question, so it's, it feels weird asking, but like, not an end goal, but mm. like. A, a one big thing yeah, well, is I, that is like TV show maybe? Um, no, 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 not at all. <laughs> you know those can, those get canceled. <laughs> my even my dream is to get my TV show canceled after the first season. I'm like I did it. I pushed them. I had a TV <laughs> show. <laughs> but um, no. Uh, the big thing I would say, I want to be what I feel like what Chris Rock kind of represents to uh, not not only comedians but to the country. Yeah, because he's kind of like a, a a black voice. Yeah, that um people respect, but he's not a, a politician or anything. Yeah, like he doesn't. You know, like it's like when Chris Rock says something, it's news. People listen. Yeah, even though, um, you know, he's not saying anything necessarily that somebody else wouldn't have said similar to it. You know. Yeah, but it's but, like because it's Chris Rock. Yeah, and I, I kind of want to be that because I just I kind of I want to speak for the people who don't necessarily have voices and can help out i love that and then at some point I relate when i really get my shit together uh i would like to be uh what um martin luther king represents to you know our culture if yeah. possible i i feel so i know you feel dumb saying that but like <laughs> i literally like am always like i mean i kind of want to just end up like jesus and i'm like i'm not saying i'm jesus yeah, yeah, yeah. That sounds i'm like- saying <laughs> i don't i don't want people to worship me i just want to be like known for being good i want people like but i'm also like a gross hippie and am like i mean really would i love to just be able to show up on a rock and do stand-up comedy somewhere and have people show up and listen yes 100 percent. i relate to that though because it's like even though i don't write my comedy going let me push my message right, right, right i would love to eventually be in a position where not only like am i a voice for the people i want to speak up for but like like you're saying, like with Chris Rock, and this is how I think, why I think he's so great. In addition to just being a good, you know, a great comedian, but it's like having a voice that's so powerful or so captivating that people who don't agree with you will listen. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, that's like literally like not this episode. This is a special episode. But my podcast is about like, well, let me interview this person to let's get their side of the story. Not that it's like what's what's the deal with, but it's like. I aim to be like, I had an episode with a Trump supporter and like mm-hmm. I had friends who were very like, were very like hardcore Hillary. And they're like, you know what? Th- thanks for doing that. It was interesting to hear. And like, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Like mm-hmm. I had a, a, a friend that was a Hillary supporter, went to the woman's March and I had friends that are like, Oh, it was, you know, I never looked at it that way. Being able to sort of like bridge that gap of like, you're never going to get everyone to agree with each other, but going like, Hey, like mm-hmm. let's take a second. Yeah. We're humans. Yeah, this this elect getting people to understand where the like because I say this all the time and it seems so dumb, but like when you look at like white privilege, which is a very real thing, uh, like a thousand percent. Say it ain't so, you, but no, but like yeah, I know. And it's it's hard when you're on the oppressed side to be empathetic, and I'm, I guess because I'm white, it's easier for me to have empathy and be in the middle and be like, well, think of it this way: is that like. I am constantly standing up for like social justice, like mm-hmm. issues, all my friends of color, women, you name it, whatever, mm-hmm. but they're not, but, but I don't know. But like, <laughs> well, it, it addition, sounds like I'm gonna be like, but, yeah. but in addition, in addition to, to that, it's yeah. like people also have to realize that even though the f- super fucked up oppressive system that is America, mm-hmm. uh, 
has like benefited white people. They are also a victim of that system because it's so manipulative that it's absolutely. allowed them to be blind. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. And so that is what I want to be able to do is to go like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is what's real. America wasn't what you were told. It's like, yeah, America, the great, that's what you feel about it this way. But here, like getting them to listen. So they go, because it took me a long time to go like, you know, I was like, I wasn't racist. So I like, I was that person that was like, well, I'm, but I'm not racist who couldn't see racism mm-hmm. because it didn't affect me. And then like talking to my, you know, friends who've experienced it, learning about like the actual history of like black America. Like, cause I took like, you know, black, black history classes and like, it's literally called intro to the black experience in mm-hmm. Florida. But like, and then reading on it and going like, Oh my God, like all this stuff that people don't, that you didn't get taught in history class. Mm-hmm. And and I have plenty of friends who are like, rightfully so, or like, it's not my job to teach you. Yeah, or like, yeah. it is not my job to teach white people, mm-hmm. which is 100% true. Right, right. But it's also like, there, yeah, there's a part of me that's like, somebody's got to teach, like, but they don't know. <laughs> yeah, and as time goes on... And I'm not defending all white people. That's not what I'm doing. No, no, as time goes on, you know, people get less attached to the idea of, you know, reaching out. Yeah. To, I mean, that's what I was going to say. This past election season, it kind of killed communication. I know, it's, and, the, to, and the internet, too, is yeah. made... Yeah, it's like, it's like... It's very divisive. Yeah, and then, you know, you got, you got the media where, you know, they just run with a headline. They don't care who it hurts. Who it yeah, hurts. no. You know, and, and it's, it's you know, it's, just it, get the clicks or yeah. whatever. You know, it, it's it becomes hard to um, hear another side. You know, and it, it, it does make you more like you know steady yourself. But I kind of, I, I actually, uh, that's probably why we get along so well. I feel the same way. Like I, that's why I say I want to practice. Uh, I want I want to help encourage individual thought you know yes. I mean? like to think for yourself don't just free thinking don't go to the yeah. group mentality just don't accept any identity that people put on you or yeah. you know and people are so quick to do that yeah. be- well because there's that human it's like a human instinct like we're meant to be in groups like mm-hmm. we're not like as a as a species yeah, yeah of course not you know but like we need to benefit help each other and yeah it's each like other. it ta- it takes yeah. a village you know but like people have this innate like desperation not in a pathetic way but like you want to feel like you belong so Mm. much that it's so easy for people to just conform to an identity because they feel Mm -hmm. like they're a part of something where it's like which is it's fine to be a part of something yes and if it fits your values but make sure you're not blindly accepting but most people do and the, the flaw in that mentality is that people lie so you'll jump on board with something that even the person who got you on board is not even a part of. I used to do taxes, right, for Jackson yeah. Hewitt. And it was so funny. <laughs> it's like a plug. <laughs> I used to do taxes. And it was so funny because the commercials, all all, all those tax services suck. Everyone. Yeah. H&R Block, Jackson Hewitt, anything like that, Liberty, whatever, all of them are shitty. It's all bullshit. Yeah, it's all bullshit. Tax act. Because they're, they're selling, cause they're selling um, loans. You know what I mean? It has nothing to do with the tax service. The tax service is cheap and free. You can get that oh, done wow. anywhere. Um but uh, what they would do is they'll tell people, oh, you can get all this money off, blah, 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 right? So you go like, what? Your neighbor goes somewhere and gets, you know, a good deal or whatever. And then you go like, well, he's my neighbor. Uh, we both have a wife, two kids, and a dog. Yeah. I should get exactly what he got, right? Yeah. 
So then they come. I get this shitty individual sitting there across from me telling me I know exactly what I'm going to get. Like, well, give me your social security number, your information. Oh, you're getting way less than that. Yeah. What? My neighbor, my sister, my brother, my dog got this. You have the same life? I said they lied to you. They lied. They lied. They lied. You're not them. They're not you. You have to accept the reality of your situation. Yeah. And that's what I feel like when it comes to all these race debates or, you know, all these Sexism, anything, anything. Class. Yes. Is that? religion yeah it's like yo do what's best for you figure out what's best for you and be more empathetic to other people's situations yeah that's that's all it's like realize for. yeah realize not, that yeah. everyone has right. everyone's experience is different and everyone has a struggle right a lot of people think when you're explaining your situation that you're asking people to conform yeah it's like no i want you to understand yeah i want you to hear me yeah like, and that's that's another thing too as far as that's actually why i got into comedy is because i always you wanted like, people to hear you yeah i know not 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 the whole attention whore thing it's just like well, no it's like you know i just feel like i could say something you know i literally feel like i i've kind of learned how like the right word to say in in yeah. moments yeah where it's like you want people when i'm mean, that's, that's a real thing is like it's like a captivated audience you know where mm-hmm. it's like just listen like you don't have to agree with me but like can you listen for a second and i think oh that sounded so tender i know well, i mean <laughs> i think it's i think we're our, as a culture it's like people it's like a bunch of shouting the internet is a lot of echo chambers like people if you don't agree with me don't be my friend and mm-hmm. it's like that's fine but like like all of my friends are like I've erased everyone who openly tr- supports Trump or like I'm blocking you. I'm unfriending you. It's like, fine. If you need the internet to be a safe space, like it, you don't have to be a, not everyone has to be a social justice warrior, right, right. but you're not a social justice warrior. If all you're doing is shouting things at people who agree yeah. with you, like to go like racism is bad. And if you don't agree with me, don't be my friend. It's like, none of those people are your friend anyway. Yeah, like, exactly. You're just doing it for likes from people who already agree with you. And to me, it's like, if you want to make a change, you have to, the bravest thing is being able to talk to someone who doesn't agree with you. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and that's the thing uh, what I was saying, too, is uh, who you don't agree with as well. As far as a plat, you know, using your, your platform, you know, like you, you can it, it's nothing. It means nothing. I mean, if, even though well, I was just saying it mean nothing because, yeah, you could. It's cathartic to it's, speak with people who agree with you. Right. But when you when you go on a, you know, on a bigger platform and then you you know explain the best words you have in you you know i think that's the that's the best way to kind of make things happen you know and of course there's going to be you know uh equal and opposite negativity that comes along with it with other people you know because you're going to have for every good thing you're saying or somebody else saying there's going to be somebody saying you know negative stuff yeah but you know i i truly believe that you know the more people we have actually saying more positive things, being more open and being more listening, understanding, you know, like I think it'll, it'll change things. You know, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm big and traveling got, got me like this. Yeah. I go into a place and I absorb cultures. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't sit there and, and I don't do it. I don't, I'm not in a disrespectful way where I go to Texas and I develop an accent. Like, I mean, sometimes <laughs> I accidentally do pick up accents, but like, I mean like, well, that's, I, I walk a line between like what's appropriating and what's the difference between that and supporting. Sometimes I don't know. Like, like I mean, just, I'm, I want to buy the thing they made. You just have fun. And, yeah. you know, you, you go, you have fun and you, you know, you, you talk you, to the people. Yeah. Don't try to cut story. yourself off and make it like when people travel, but they try to like make every experience like I'm like, it's like, okay, like staying in a five star hotel and like cutting yourself off to the world and getting room services and then seeing the, you know, the one landmark is like, mm-hmm. that's fine. But like immerse yourself. That's yeah. yeah I'm the same where it's yeah. like, let me hear the stories. Let me like go to the local 
where do people hang out and like where can i mm. i want to get that experience and i feel like it affects your comedy too you know yeah well even yeah. if you don't do comedy i think like it, like every human could benefit from a humanitarian perspective as far as like being a better person from traveling you can't travel the world and i would hypothesize because i don't know how to prove this but like you cannot travel the world and remain a closed-minded racist mm. because i think not even racist racist is you know or like you know religious bigot mm. or whatever that it's like if you actually go because it's easy to remain closed off when you're like just on the internet and like in your town where everyone looks like you or like mm. has the same thoughts but it's like have a conversation with someone and then you and then it, it i don't know it humanizes things and mm. you go like oh my god like because i think so much of hatred be it you know race religion sex whatever is like fear mm-hmm Yep, fear. That's a big one. That's yeah. like that's like I always always bring that up. You know, like I, I I want people to stop operating off of fear. I mean, you, of course you can't make people, but no, you know, because it, it's I just don't respect any action that's made off of fear. For yeah, the, for the most part. You know? Well, that it's like well, yeah. So, well, it's also like people think that like bravery is this absent. Like I just just don't be. But it's like I think real bravery is like pushing past being afraid it's like i am afraid but i'm gonna do it I'm just gonna, like, like you said you talk actually hearing somebody out and and talking to them yeah because like i said it's it's easy to talk to a room full of people who agree with you yeah or it's like yeah okay like we all like getting applauded but at the end of the day like you're not you're not flipping the vote mm-hmm. by like let's all get together in secret and like talk and make fun of how shitty republican republicans are or whatever or mm. like let's all these fucking democrats and it's like well you're never gonna get anything like do you want people on your side or like do you want a good i mean i don't know but there's a lot of people that, that i mean like you know you got the fat cats you know just i don't know why when you were saying that, i kind of imagine them eating food and going because oh, well, they're like gross or risky there are and there are people that are like it's shitty but like there are people you're not gonna change mm-hmm. with like and not that it's like you should you should try to change everybody but it is like at the end of the day, it's like you can talk to people and it's like you find the people who are willing to listen and you talk to each other. But it's like there are going to be people who aren't going to hear what you say, who don't care. And like on either side of whatever issue. I, was, I, I literally just like I said, I just I just imagine like, you know, some fat guy going like, oh, poor people are ruining the economy. I'm like, it don't even make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like they, like, they don't even buy anything. It's like, <laughs> exactly. what the fuck? <laughs> um, okay, to wrap up. Yeah. Okay, so we did like a five year. What are things within the next five years that like, Mm-hmm. you think or are hopeful will have happened. It doesn't have to be like in five years, I will be doing this exact thing, but like a couple things that like, Oh, um, you know, uh, actually, you know, um, you know, settling down, you know, um, I guess marriage wise, I mean, I would like to at some point, you think like maybe within the next five years, I'll find someone and be like settled. Yeah. Hopefully. Yeah. I oh, mean, that's cool. I'll talk to somebody, you know, but you know, we never know. We'll you check know, in I, five years. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Tune uh, in. <laughs> Uh, you know, um, I, yeah, you know, I feel like I started a lot of things in my 20s that I want to wrap up within the next couple of years. I don't even yeah. want it to be five years, you know, but, uh, you know, just, um, the, you know, anything I have want for, you know, like money, like I don't like I still feel like uh, I'm in this money chase. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily be rich, but I don't want to. I feel like within the next few years, I'm not I won't be chasing money anymore. Yeah. Maybe. OK. Where you're not going to be like stressing about like yeah, finances bills and stuff like that okay. or even having you know i don't know where i'm gonna get the money it's gonna be like the money's gonna be there where you're like not where you're like not worried about how you're gonna buy groceries or yeah. whatever you know yeah I, I i wish i'm almost there i feel like not to say yeah yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like i'm like 
I'm the same where I'm like, I think I maybe am there if I maintain the same lifestyle, but there's still that part of you that's like instinctually of course, worried. Yeah. And then it's also like when you get a little bit more money, there's this tendency to go like, oh, I can buy a few more things. And that's yeah, what yeah, fucks that's people the, yeah, up. Yeah, exactly. Oh is that God. it's like, I can, I can start having food delivered. Is God, it, that's it? my fucking, that's my real goal in five years to be able to have uh, autoimmune paleo meals delivered <laughs> and still be able to stand up. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually when you said that, like, yeah, to have my auto pay net, uh, Get oh yeah, to not to be able to just do auto pay instead of being like, no, I just in pretending it's not like a, you know, I just would rather pay it myself. It's like, no, I'm afraid you're gonna overdraft. Let yeah, me just yeah, yeah. Uh, just send me a notification. Uh, also, I would like to um, within five years to be able to help uh, elevate uh, each one of my friends. Each one of your friends, yeah, yeah kind of you know like any any opportunity I can help to give, and you know, um, I know some people uh, maybe fuck like I don't, but. Some each comic, each comic, you know, at the comedy store that know me, they should be able to name some good thing that I've done for them. Because I'm constantly thinking about my friends and how yeah. I can. Like it almost. So you'd like for people to go like that. Those people in your circle would be like, oh, Jeremy Scipio. If they're talking about you to someone else, like, oh, he did this thing, or like, yeah, because he, I mean, because it's true. I've I've done a lot, and yeah. I, I almost feel bad when I can't do more. You know, yeah. so you know, I would definitely, you know, like. uh Let's say if I if I you know have a TV show or whatever you know or if I'm doing movies, I kind of like how Adam Sandler did, does. Yeah, for his yeah, crew. for his crew. Oh man, I I'll, love that. I'll, I can't wait to do that. And then to be able to yeah. just fucking perf- like be getting paid to just not just I mean you you are still working, but it's like you get to fucking hang out with your friends. Yeah, what what movie what movie is that? Um, what grown ups? Grown ups, yeah. All this I mean movies. all of these like Netflix movies <laughs> is that it's like I don't I haven't seen any of them. I don't know if they're good or bad. I've uh-huh. heard you know uh, mixed reviews, but like mixed to bad. But fucking yeah. like people are paying you to just fucking goof off with your friends like <laughs> and do like silly like man yeah then like instead of photo albums and stuff you have like you know movies movies where you go like look at our friendship over like to be able to go like look where our friendship has gone is Mm -hmm. crazy like i don't know just looking at like billy madison and being like i was i mean you know that's crazy i just some how much time has passed but i for me for me it would be a sad existence for me to have gone five years without helping which is not not even, even possible but like you know to even go my whole career and it's like not have helped anybody else get on or get to where i'm at yeah or, you know or get or something you, get you know, on their way or even help somebody who's you know i don't care because i'm not it's not based upon how much stuff you have even if you have some have a lot of stuff going for you yeah and i'm able to help you go further that's cool with me too my thing is i for me it'll be a sad ex- existence to not do that for somebody i love that yeah. i've i resonate with that very much i feel the same way mm. um all right uh final thoughts anything you want to plug plug uh let's see um i mean i'm currently on this tour that i call the definite tour uh hey guys look uh, i have my first merch uh, i guess uh he does yeah i'm actually wearing a shirt now uh you can go to jeremy scipio s-c-i-p-p-i-o.com or just google me something will pop up <laughs> and um, go on my website you know get a shirt support me um i'm uh like i said i'm currently on tour i'm going to seattle then i'm going to boston then i'm going to uh new york um so yeah check back in with me yay find him find him on all the social medias he's back on social media he's posting again <laughs> he took a break uh uh 
and uh, he's great. So go see Jeremy. I am, you know, Jessica Michelle Singleton, as always, JMS Comedy. Come find me somewhere in the world. And uh, I love Jessica. She's oh, amazing. She's I love you. Yeah. I'm so glad we're friends. <laughs> I can't wait to do this in five years. I hope I haven't killed myself by then. <laughs> uh, anyways, thanks for listening, you guys. <laughs> well, there you go. Jeremy Scipio. That, uh, that was my interview with him, which was done in a hotel room in Dayton, Ohio, where he was opening for me at the awesome club Wiley's Comedy Joint, which, as we said in the podcast, was sort of like a just a wild dream of ours when we first started. Like, oh my god, what if we could tour together? So that's kind of a cool thing. Uh, and uh, he's doing great stuff. Keep an eye out for him. Go find him on social media and, uh, and go see him live when he's in your town. If you like the podcast, again, please subscribe, rate, and review it on iTunes. That really helps. And if you didn't like it, why are you still here? Why do I say this every week? You get it. Okay. Uh, share the podcast with your friends because everyone's a little bit ignorant sometimes. Um, you can come see me. I'm back in LA all over the place. Check my calendar and I will be in Huntsville, Alabama with Steve Ranazizi August 17th through the 19th. And then I am doing shows in Anchorage. Yay. I'm coming back to my hometown, Anchorage, Alaska on august 25th and 26th i will be at hard rock hard rock casino it's not a casino it's just the hard rock cafe the hard rock cafe wow my brain it's great i promise uh and then for huntsville i'm at stand up live uh check out my calendar for all my dates and uh you know come see me if you have interviews you want to hear me do let me know tweet at me i'm i've got some coming up with uh some fun topics i am i'm interviewing uh my friend Dulce Sloan, who is, uh, we're going to talk about black women and, and what that means just in general in society and like her views on feminism versus, you know, white feminism. Lots of fun questions uh, to be asked there. Uh, send questions for that. I'm going to interview a little person and a Vietnam vet. Not the same. Those are two different people. Uh, uh, and uh, and uh, some twins. And uh, I might be interviewing a drug addict. Anyways, so if any of these topics pique your interest and you have a dumb question you've always wondered... Send it to me. Ignorance is blessed podcast. That's B-L-E-S-S-E-D. All one word. No spaces, no dots, no underscores at gmail.com. Or you can just tweet them at me at JMS comedy at blessed podcast. Send them to my Facebook page, wherever you want. Just, uh, you know, let me know. Follow at blessed podcast on Twitter. Second plug for the end Uh, to stay up on everything that's happening. Also, please keep in mind that no guest is or claims to be a representative for every person who has a similar identity. They're just one person sharing their own experience and ideas to help us get a peek at how things look from their situated position in the world. And I know that doesn't really fit this past episode because it was just an interview about him specifically. But I don't know. I'm reading a script of the things I need to not forget because uh, my brain is crazy. Uh, It's fun. You know, it's all over the place. Uh, Any additional questions, any guests you'd like or a specific type of guest you'd like me to try to find... I don't know if you're like really into uh, people who collect bugs and you want me to find someone to interview. Uh, let me know. Uh, I guess that's all. And uh, yeah, you know, just uh, just share and uh, ask and you'll learn things. The more we ask, the more we learn, the more we know. And the more we know, the more we can look down on others who aren't as smart as we are. And isn't that the point? Thank you for listening and putting up with my uh, really breathiness and a million ums in the intro and outro. And thank you for being patient with my ignorance. See you soon, idiots.